What is happening, guys? Hey, what is going on? The uh, the vodka stream lounge is now open. If you could see it, you could see the reflection right there, at least. <laughs> it washes out fucking cameras. What is happening, guys? Welcome to the vodka stream. It is Friday. T-G-I-F, yeah. That's right. What is going on, guys? How's everybody doing? Where's everybody at? Greetings, everybody. Yeah. Ah, all right. What is going on? Who's out there? Who's out there? Yes. Mr. Diesel. What is up, bud? Yes, it is happening. We're doing it. Ahoy, ahoy. Yes. Happy Friday there, Jose. What is going on? All right. This guy, this, this guy right here. What's going on? What's up, my dad? Whoa. Oh, we got Mama Film Junkie here. Hi, Mom. Hi. Love you. See you tomorrow. That's right. Having dinner with uh, the family tomorrow. What's going on there, Ram? My week was pretty good, actually. Not too bad. I mean, like I said, with the new job, I'm just kind of enjoying the freedom I have and, uh, you know, the the, uh, the extra money, too. It's weird how it's like now that I'm kind of like working for myself a little bit and then it's like home and then out. It's just it's kind of nice because it's like, hey, guess what? You know, now I have more time to concentrate on certain things and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it is pretty nice. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, I'm not stuck in an office just trying to like survive eight hours, try to like, you know, now I'm like, I just work. And then when I'm done with my work, that's it. Pretty awesome. So there you go. Yo, what is up there, Mr. Legend? Uh, Ray Fisher says hi. Well, that's hope. Hopefully he does. Because <laughs> you know we stand. Hey, what's going on there? Uh, what's going on there, Mr. J? What's up? All right. Uh, what is good, Evan? Friday, 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 Eric. That's right. Ah, all right. Hey yo, hey yo. Hey, what's going on there, Brad? How you doing? Um, uh, Brad, Brad. I'm not going to be able to get your video submission. You, uh, you were a little too late on your video submission. So I, I, I'm sorry. I, I saw the email, but it was a little too late. I already had everything set up and ready to go. So I apologize, my friend. What's going on there, Nick? How you doing? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Andrew. That's right. Yeah, I know. I, I kind of brightened it up a little bit. I think I kind of like made it just a little bit. You know, I thought I figured it was a little too dim. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to like brighten it up a little bit more, just a little bit. It It, it is kind of weird because... It's not too much more, but I don't know. I think something with the camera, I kind of like uh, did it. Moonstrimes? Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't think uh, it would last four hours. That's for damn sure. Probably wouldn't last an hour. What's going on, Andrew? How you doing? All right. What's going on, Alakzu? Eric, what's up? What's going on? Uh, damn, you 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 have lost... <laughs> you know what? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if I did because, like I said, now that I'm not sitting on my ass in an office all you know during the week anymore like when i uh when i go out and i do my like my fielding and i have to go to certain locations take some pictures do some stuff um now it's like i'm out and about i'm physical and i'm not doing that and i you guys have heard me before when you hear about like you know my diet plan i don't eat breakfast my breakfast is just black coffee so i'm out there like you know hustling and bustling on like an empty stomach so there's a possibility i've probably slimmed up in the past two, three weeks. So thank you for noticing there. Well, 
What is good? Whoa, what is going on? Whoa, everything jumped real quick. What's going on? Okay, we got, hey, what's going on, Mike Mike G? Uh, man, it's not, one thing about StreamYard, it needs to uh, uh, fix its like, because I look at the live chat right here, live on YouTube, and, and it's going smooth. But man, with StreamYard, it jumps. So then when I try to click on something, it like goes crazy. But yes, I have. I have. If you see my, uh, I did my little mini review uh, today on today's episode. I did it today. I, it was one of those things, guys, where it was like, okay, it's just like the Mandalorian now. WandaVision is now the new Mandalorian because it was like uh, last night. Uh, at midnight, I guess it, uh, the, the new episode showed up at midnight Pacific time. It usually, I thought it was always Eastern Standard Time, but I saw people going like right at midnight because I was like up pretty late because I didn't have to like, you know, do really that. I didn't have to do outside work today. So all I had to do was like at homework. So um, I was like, you know, so I stayed up a little late and I started looking at Twitter. I'm like, oh shit, everybody's starting to talk about WandaVision. I better like, I better log off and sure enough like when i woke up this morning just like the season finale the last season finale of season two of mandalorian i woke up did not did not look at my twitter i went immediately to well to my uh my keurig you know to make some coffee of course and then immediately to my tv and to my disney plus app and i watched the episode i was like all right i better watch this before uh before i get spoiled and uh you know Hey, we'll try. We're gonna. We're not gonna really probably talk about too many spoilers, guys. But even though it's you know pretty much everybody knows what happens at the end of this episode, so it happens. Hey, what's going on, Jonathan? What's how you doing, bud? Shout out to the boys. Yes, release the film junkie only fans cut. You're funny, Will. Jeez. Ah, uh, well, yep. Up oh, there it is. Man, Miss Colbert's right here. Uh, if you guys go to the Twitter, you should see the video she just uh, <laughs> she just posted. Everybody chill that's for sure that's pretty funny i think there what 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 made me laugh more about your video amanda was uh certain other elements too like what you did too especially when you broke the snow into your glass and it perfectly like made a nice little snow cone and you just immediately went for it that made me laugh and then just because i know steven was uh filming it so there's just something about it that made me laugh too you could hear his footsteps <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. There was everything about it was great. What's going on, Superior? How you doing? Yes, everybody ready to chill the vodka stream. There we go. Ah, what's going on there, comic book Craig? Happy Friday. All right. Well, yeah, cheers, guys. Of course, I got the vodka poured. It's not as cold as it should be because I just bought the bottle like three hours ago, so it's not as cold, but it's okay. Woo-wee. There it is. Ah, there we go. So everybody's good. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's fine. What's going on, Amen? Amen? Ra, how you doing, bud? What's going on? Uh, what is up, JD? How you doing? I'm trying to say hello to everyone right there. So namaste, namaste. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we. Yeah, I saw that. I did see that. Of course, man. That's just what I did. You know what? I like it. You know, I do. For some reason, I just got used to the cheap vodka. What can I say? I'm cheap, and I like the uh, I like it. I just do. I like it. Um, I can't I can't complain. You know, it's like you get a big bottle. It's like 17 bucks. You know, and it lasts me a couple of weeks, couple of vodka streams, <laughs> couple of few. So you know, happy Friday, Fear Jason. Got got my little casual Batman guy that you made me right there. 
you know, chilling. Oh yeah, guys, I got some, uh, I went to, uh, like today after I got my work done at home, I decided to go to the mall and I was like, you know what? It was payday, you know, like I said, with this new job, getting a little bit more, more scratch. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. You know, rent's paid, you know, beginning of the month bills paid. And I was like, I'm going to go to the mall and see what I can find, see some Funkos and stuff like that. So look at this. I don't want to move him. I don't want to move him because I, he's propped up where he will not fall. But I got a new Marty figure right here. If you could see that, you probably can't see it too well. But um, you patrons, I, I, you know, for, for the patrons, I, uh, I, I uh, sent a picture of the two purchases I had today. But I have a Marty uh, figurine right here that I post right there. So he's right there. It's from Back to the Future 1. The detail is great. He's, he's uh, of course, got a skateboard right here. That's why it's like, it's a little iffy. Like, it took a little bit to make sure he wasn't going to fall. So if he ends up falling, that's, and then he's got his little backpack right here. And also with the figurine comes like a guitar and like other hands and faces. But I thought that was perfect right there. So I have his backpack that's also like chilling right there. It was hanging on his hand, but it was causing him to fall too much. You know, you have to balance it out. And then I got right here, I got Mr. John Wick. Look at that. Got a John Wick uh, finally. I've been wanting to get a John Wick Funko Pop. So got the John Wick Funko Pop today as well. So, you know, why not? It's cool. Yeah, McFar. Oh yeah, trust me. When when all the uh, Zack Snyder Justice League Funko pops and whatever the hell comes out, you know I'm gonna be purchasing some of those. But uh, yeah, so there's my new uh, my new uh, added little figurines and uh, Funko pops right there. The two right there. Ah, uh, this is heavy. Yeah, exactly, heavy. Hey Dave, does Marty's uh, board hover? No, it does not. But there is a 2015 Marty figure like this that I'm probably gonna end up getting. Because I saw it, it was there at the FYE that I was at, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the FYE store, but that's where I got this, that's where I got them at, and I was debating, I was like, oh shit, they have, they had, of course, just the standard back, first Back to the Future, Marty, right here with the fucking uh, vest and everything, and then they had the 2015 version as well, and I was like, oh, you know me, I love that 2015 stuff, you know, I love the hat and all the the, the way that they uh, approached 2015. But uh, I went, no, I got to start with Back to the Future, the first one, and then next next time I will get the 2015 version. And they have a Doc version. They have a Biff also. and uh, But, yeah, that's my new uh, my new added little figurine right there on the shelf. I, I need to get more shelf space. I'm probably going to get something right here. There's, like, a big empty space right here that I need to fill, okay? Need to fill... Either it's going to be a, it's got, it's probably, I'm thinking about getting something like a, you know, something similar to this kind of shelf right here. And I'm going to stack like bottles of alcohol as well as more little figurines and statues and stuff like that, just to make it more, you know, like the lounge, the lounge. So it's going to be good, man. And uh, you know what? At the top of the show, I meant to like, you know, I meant to be like, as I like came in, I, I meant to play some of this. Ah, <laughs> give me a playback error. Are you serious? Man, ah, stupid freaking, ah, man, I was going to play, man, well, that was anticlimactic right there. Jesus Christ. Where was it at? Was it at one? Uh, uh, oh, you know what? It's probably because I had it muted. Let's see. I was going to play some of this. 
<laughs> okay. That's just enough of that before I get a copyright strike. But yeah, new Foo Fighters, man. New Foo Fighters album just showed up last night. Um, a Medicine at Midnight. And uh, yeah, I've listened to it probably about mm, four times now. Like last night when it showed up at like nine o'clock my time, I freaking, you know, settled in, reclined, had a little, uh, had some wine and listened with my earbuds. I didn't want to blast it, of course, because I live in an apartment complex and I, I'm considerate of my neighbors, even though sometimes my neighbors aren't considerate of anybody else because they tend to slam their doors a lot, you know? It's like, how do you not realize that you're slamming your door and it shakes the whole fucking building? Come on. I don't know. But anyways, um, so yeah. So yeah. Medicine at midnight showed up last night at nine o'clock my time and, uh, listened to it all. It's a unique album. If you guys are Foo Fighters, uh, fans at all, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, there's song like that song right there is my favorite song waiting for a war. I mean, that's probably the, the best song I think on the album currently, but like it is a unique album because that's what I love about the Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl, he always tries to do something different. Each album tries to do something different. And this one, yeah, they take some like, you know, hey, let's do something different. Let's make it funky. Let's make it something that people can dance to. So it's, it, it's a little jarring at first when you hear some of the songs. But as I've listened to it, like throughout today also, I'm like, I'm, I'm digging. I'm digging some of this new sounds. But I think when it comes to that song that I just played right now, Waiting on a War, um, that's like traditional even though it has a little additive of like uh, their new sound, like a little new sound to it, that's just that's like Foo Fighters right there. That build up, he's playing the acoustic guitar, and you get that build up, and uh, it's just really great. So yeah, so Foo Fighters guys, so fantastic. So I just I was gonna play that as in the opening, but I totally forgot because you know it happens. All right. So anyways, guys, hope everybody's doing all right. We're doing good. Everything's good. Um, all right. I'm probably going to get my, let's get my guest in here. Let's get things started. Let's get things started. All right. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Passing it over. There we go. Right there. All right. Link has been sent. So uh, we'll get the guest in here. Obviously, you guys know who it is. Uh, oh, geez. I just saw a tweet right here. Timely, Timely, uh, Timothy, what's his name? Colophon, what, what, what's his name? Timothy, whatever skinny kid who's in everything. Somebody just was like, hey, cast him as Nightwing. I'm like, come on. Guys, I mean, him and Tom Holland just get cast in everything, don't they? I tell you what. All right, here we go. All right, so let's post some links here. All right, guys. All right, so my guest is, uh, he has arrived. And uh, let's bring him in here. You guys know who he is. He's actually a returning guest, a returning guest. We don't get too many of those when it comes to returning guests. He's been on the vodka stream before, and uh, now his, uh, he's making his triumphant return. Uh, author of Release the Snyder Cut book, Mr. Sean O'Connell. What's going on? Whoops. There we go. Mr. Charlie Hunnam. That's <laughs> Green Arrow, baby. That's right. Uh, can it be? Is that what he said? Can it be? Can it be? Hello, Hello David. How's it going, Sean? How you doing? I'm so happy to be here with you, man. <laughs> I have been so looking forward to this hang. You have no idea. 
That's hey, that's what the vodka stream's all about, you know. And you're, you're you're going around, you're promoting the book, you're promoting whatever. It can be, you know, I'm sure it could be a pretty much of a struggle. So like when it comes to this, it's like, hey, chill, let's have a drink, let's talk. That's let's, the thing. Uh, I mean, everybody has been incredibly awesome, and everybody sure. has asked really great questions. But I just know tonight we just get to, you know, really let let it all hang out, you and I, and just I'm going to point out something too that I can't not see now. Hmm. Um, the purple reflection, which I yes. now know says open, uh, <laughs> really looks like it says Vero. Has oh. anyone told you that? No. I didn't yeah. think about that. It kind of does. It's, huh? it's like N-E-R-O. It kind of yeah. looks like. And uh, I was like, damn, he's got a Vero sticker? Like That'd be pretty sweet. That's hardcore. It'd be like, yeah, it'd be, I have my connections with, uh, what, what's his name from Vero? I can't even remember his name right now. But Oh, I know. Zach's friend. Yeah, yeah, Zach's friend. There you go. No, but uh, yeah, it was funny because I got the open sign. I thought, perfect. You know, I want to get that lounge type of like, I'm out, you know, I got the table and everything. And then when I turn on the camera, I'm like, it's totally washed out. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. But at least you could see it in the reflection of uh, the Spider Man. Uh, you do need a, a bar cart in that empty I know. spot, though. That would be, oh, ideal. I know. That's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I need something right here that has, you know, some bottles on it and maybe some more little figurines and statues with it. So, mm -hmm. and there's needs to be, because I have like the extra chair that's like right here that I like have, you know, my notes and my phone just like chilling right there because there's no room up here. So eventually you're going to have like, um, an Ed McMahon or, uh, yeah. an Andy. Yeah. yeah there you go. Your jokes. Just somebody just, <laughs> that's hilarious. And I'm like, and yes. refreshes your drink. Exactly. Just hit another <laughs> one, please. I don't want to move. Come on, refresh the vodka. But anyways, cheers, sir. What are you drinking? Oh, cheers to you, brother. Um, I am drinking Shinerbach. Shinerbach nice. out of a nomad land. Um, this is one of those free gifts that they send you in the in the mail during the award season, and it keeps everything nice and cold. So I'm I'm go. doing I brought Shiner to the vodka stream, but there you go. There's nothing wrong with that. Like can't I said, wait to just quick. can't wait to just unwind and and talk this wild journey. Yeah, I know this fucking wild journey. I love your shirt, by the way. Um, the stash you shirt. So you got that stash shirt going on. It's funny too because I actually made like a, I think I made a a mustache shirt too a long time. It was like the first shirt I ever made that was uh that i put in my uh little film junkie closet and it was just like a drawing of like okay it was cavill but it was like a basic drawing like a minimal drawing with the mustache right and uh yeah but that one is a lot better <laughs> Yours so this is, a lot is better. this is um excuse me max from um coming soon.net uh max okay. avery sells these online so I, I'll find you the link if you guys want to DM me. I'll, I'll get you the link on how to get one of these. For sure, for sure. And then, of course, uh, of course, Sean, of course, wrote the uh, release of Snyder Cut book, which is available for pre-order. Which Dave read. Yes, I read, <laughs> which we'll be talking about. But here it is right there. If you guys, uh, I provided the link down below, guys, if you want to uh, head over and uh, pre-order this. It's available on March 1st, release the Snyder Cut, the crazy true story behind the fight. That saved Zack Snyder's Justice League. I love the fact that you put Zack Snyder's Justice League right there on the cover. Because at first, you changed the cover from the last time I talked to you, right? A little bit? I did. One time I thought it was called the inside look at the lost Justice League movie. That might have been mm -hmm. what it was called. Then um, I just thought that that subtitle was too long. Um, <laughs> but, you know, then the way that they designed the book cover, it screams release the Snyder Cut. And then you get down into the nitty gritty. And they were like, no, that's that's perfectly fine. You can keep it that way. Um, and uh, yeah, so the, they, uh, the obviously Nick Ingram is a tremendous artist who d designed the initial cover. 
uh, that's what's over my shoulder there. Um, yeah. He sent he sent it to me in a poster, and um, and then the book publicist uh, ran into their graphics department and just did a little bit more tweaking on it, and that's the that's the final cut. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, the last time you here, you were here in, on June twelfth of twenty twenty. Good lord! So it was like you know May. Yeah, it was almost like a month after the announcement of uh, of Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max. What a journey, huh? It's been crazy. Um, and think of how much stuff has even happened just since then. Um, yes. Uh, you know, with the additional photography and all these activations that he's been dropping, right. you know, he's not afraid to show off anything now at this point, uh, which I guess I give him a ton of credit for because the HBO Max and, and Warner Brothers are not doing anything to help him promote. So he's a one man promotional machine. Well, I mean, like, I, I mean, it, they must have been like, when they finally agreed to do all this, they must mm. have just looked at what he was already doing and went, man, we don't really need to put so much into marketing. <laughs> as soon as he drops something, it literally blows the internet up. Like it, no matter what happens, okay, then something's going to trend. Either it's Snyder cut or Zack Snyder's justice league. Right. So, you know, it doesn't matter which one you choose. I mean, I, I, I said in my video, uh, I don't know when it was, or maybe it was my, uh, my last uh, film junkie live. It's like, you know what? I know there's like squabbles about like the, the, the title, which of course there's always, it's never a dull moment in the, in the Snyder fandom when it comes to uh certain things. <laughs> yes. Which we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about. I know you've, uh, you've, uh, please. Yes. <laughs> But uh, it's just kind of funny because, you know, even him, he like, hey, he like the lot when he tweeted out the or not tweeted uh, when he posted on Vero. Well, he did. Did he eventually tweet it out? I don't know. The, the, the nightmare Batman from behind. No, he didn't. That only went to he didn't tweet it out. Right. It was just no. all Vero. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he put on there, he put hashtag Snyder cut hashtag Zack Snyder's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yes, because, well, and I said too, I was like, you know, when it comes to Snyder cut, that's Mark, that's the marketable hashtag right there. That yeah. one's going to trend more and everything like that. But we got to remember that he wants this title right here. He's wanted it since this shirt came to be, you know, as soon as like, I mean, I was, I remember when the shirt came to be, I was like, wait a minute, something happened. Right. Because this was like December of 2019. And I'm like, something happened because that shirt has, well, first off, it's got all the freaking, you know, mm -hmm. trademarked logos and it's got this title. I'm like, I think he wants it to be that title. So, right. Yeah. You, you don't blast out merchandise unless no. it's, it's the branding that you want it to have. Um, my question to you, though, Dave, since I'm the one asking questions tonight, uh, <laughs> is how much of that is getting outside the bubble? Like, I'm not concerned about the people who are aware already. Like I still hear from more than enough people who are casual movie going fans who don't know what this is. There's yeah. still some deep confusion. And I think that that's what they need to be going after in order to make this as big as it can possibly be. Yeah. That's always been, uh, that's always been the concern uh, for a lot of us, you know, when it comes to, at least like, you know, within the circle, you know, with the panel that'll show up and even me, I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> before it was even announced, what, what was it? 2019 early 2019 at d23 i i went there with my, my my buddy justin and we held up a release of snyder cut sign just to like get it out there in reality and to try to talk to people who are disney and marvel people like we mm. did a whole we were there for a half a day just standing there and seeing if anybody wanted to like talk about the snyder cut and there's some people that knew what it was that walked by and then we had a couple of uh people um 
sit and talk, you know, stand and talk to us, like be like, what do you, what is this? And then we explained it to him. Yeah. It, it is like, um, I've, it's always been a concern for me with whether like, okay, is it, is the general audience gonna, is gonna, uh, are they going to know what exactly this is? Because I even re reference, um, when it comes to wonder woman, 84, my, uh, my aunt and uncle, they were looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, back in December, I don't know if you know this, I actually got COVID and, uh, oh, I didn't know. yeah, yeah. Got COVID. It wasn't that bad. You know, it, it kind of just blew through like this area and like okay. friends and family, you know, both my parents got it. Uh, my mom, you know, she was, you know, she got over it. It took a little bit and my dad had no symptoms. I had some symptoms. It was crazy. That's how you but, lost uh, all your weight. You're looking yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah. I wish I'd get it. He pointed out. Yeah. That's, that's what it was due to. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, um, so when it came to Christmas time and everything, and you know, I just, I stayed away, did my quarantine thing. And, uh, it was funny because my aunt and uncle called me up to talk about Wonder Woman 84. They were not fans of it. Okay. And it was just kind of funny because we were talking about it. And then he was talking about, well, there's no reason for me to keep HBO max. And I almost wanted to be like, well, you know, come March, there's like this justice league movie coming out. And I almost wanted to explain it to him. But I was like, maybe I'll wait. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, I have, when I go to the store, I have a uh, Zack Snyder justice league mask that somebody made me and sent me. And, you know, I almost want to just like put it out there and hopefully maybe get some, what is that? Or something like somebody looks and I'm like, what is that? And then I can be like, well, you know, I heard you raving about the, the app in general, though. It's, it is one of my favorite streaming services. Like yeah. it, it offers a true wealth of content and it's super easy to, to manage. They've done a pretty good job of rotating stuff through, um, as a film nerd myself, like the Turner classic movie section is unbelievably great. Dude, seriously. And, you know, yeah. It's, uh, you know, they have the Monsterverse, they've got all the diehard films, they got the Lethal Weapon films, like there's, there's a number of great movies on there you would want to get just just for that stuff alone, so. Yeah, it's, uh, I like the uh, the interface of it. Uh, I've never had issues with it at all. And uh, I mean, I hope it just, you know, continues to grow and grow and grow and hopefully we see a good spike when um, when uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League comes out. But yeah, I mean, it's, it is going to be... Um, it is interesting, like trying to get it out there to the actual public. And I mean, I, I mean, obviously there's going to probably be billboards and, and everything. And I mean, hopefully like even like with your, that, one of the things I uh, enjoyed about your book uh, that I think I even said in my review was like, you know, obviously when I was reading it, I was, you know, I'm part of this. So when I saw the quotes, I can hear that person's voice because I've mm -hmm. talked to that person. I've heard of that person. You know, it very much played out like a documentary in my head, which I right. really enjoyed. You know, it made it just a, just really easy to read and um, and everything. And, but, you know, of course, there's like chapters where you have to compare it to Marvel and see the decisions and the analytics and stuff like that, which you did a very good job with. But then I was like, oh, OK, I've already know I already know this stuff. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, but the general public is not going to know this. So that really was the hardest part of walking the line of doing yeah. that book because <laughs> I had to make so many decisions throughout the course of it of who am I writing to here? You know, who's going to be reading this at any given point? And a lot of it, too, was advice from my agent and the editors in general who often said, um, I know you know this, but... <laughs> And they would say, legitimately try to pretend you were tell you're telling it to somebody who doesn't know what's going on kind of yeah. thing. And that's when they would really try to ask me to give more color and more detail 
to you know a lot of the situations because you can tell the shorthand version of everything that's happening yeah. to somebody who you know. This is why it's fun to come on this show, you know, because we can do shorthand talk and just go through stuff. Um, but if you want the book to get to a broader audience and if you want to get the message out to more people, I've been told um, to write a little bit more general, a little bit more mainstream and, and approach the material that way. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so listen, I'm fully prepared when the book comes out to hear from people who are like, I didn't learn shit from that book. And I'd be like, <laughs> more power to you. Hand it to somebody who doesn't know any of this. <laughs> that's, I mean, I mean that, that's, that's, you know, and I talked about it in my review is like, it's, it's all about balance. I mean, mm -hmm. and that can be just an impossible feat to be honest. I mean, uh, the fact that, you know, and I know some people are like, you know, who's this guy? He was some blogger that decides to write this book. And I'm like, okay, obviously, you know, when it, when it comes to past experiences, when it comes to Zack Snyder and the way that he's been, uh, you know, written about by critics and bloggers and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I can, I understand when the fandom can be a little bit defensive and be like, wait a minute. But, you know, obviously it can get a little too extreme at sometimes. Trust me. You know, I've been, <laughs> the, 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 I've been on the receiving end of that many times as well. But at the same time, it's just like, well, I almost like, well, someone was going to write this book. Okay. Someone was going to eventually write this book. And it's like, okay, but let's get an outside perspective. Yeah. Maybe somebody who was within the fandom will eventually write their side of the story, their, their perspective, whatever. But at the, but, at, but at the same time, it's like, there's nothing wrong with having somebody from the outside that just decided to be like, wait a minute, something is like going on over here in this fandom. That's never been seen before in other fandoms. How about, I think I'm going to tackle this. And the fact that you already have writing experience mm -hmm. and you have these connections and you could do everything together. I mean, the information, like I said, and the balance, I thought you did a pretty damn good job. And I mean, I can, I, I, I can only imagine the hours <laughs> that you spent and just like trying to piece it all together. I mean, holy shit, man. Well, it, it's a lot like, it, like you say, like, and you know, all of this knowledge, you know, like you can go back through and talk about Nolan and his bat franchise and yeah. him hiring Snyder and, Snyder putting Man of Steel together and, and the mounting of BVS and the build up to Justice League. Like it's all knowledge that everybody has, yeah. but trying to find a, a, a narrative through it, you know, and trying to find a, a through line that also in my um, hope, you know, connected the fans to it eventually got to the point where you, where you drew the fans in yeah. that to me was where it got to be more exciting because then I was learning something as a writer, you know, because I didn't know the story of the movement and I didn't know the story of the individuals in it. So the yeah. chapters that I enjoyed writing the most were probably some of the most painful chapters for the people in the movement, which is the night that they went out on, on November 17th and watched the theatrical cut. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I tried to get some really, like, one, a few of the questions that I directed specifically at people who I interviewed was just like, tell me what you remember about when going to see theatrical cut. And people's stories were tremendous. Like, you know, people, I forget whose story it was, Someone came out of their theater on opening night and they were like confronted by uh, theater employees who were wearing like oh, Justice League costumes, costumes yes. and they were handing out posters. And I could just imagine that. Like I can imagine the poor schmoes at the theater who had to wear the costumes and hand out the, you know, these marketing uh, posters provided by Warner Brothers. And yeah. the fan was so embarrassed. Like he didn't even want to take it, you know, like he didn't want anything to do with it at that point. So he just like refused to make eye contact and grab the poster and like walked away. So oh, heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, like, you know, I, I, I saw it on the Warner Brothers lot, which was, uh, oh. 
pretty funny. And it was just like, you know, I got the, I fought for that press screening and I was like, I need to see this. I need to see it as early. You know, I want to do it. And uh, it was very exciting. And I remember like the anticipation. I had people just like, oh, I can't wait for your first reaction. And then, of course, you know, I'm sitting in that little uh, <laughs> that little screening room. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see like, you know, I see um, Christian Harloff like right over there. I see a couple other people that I've, I, I, I recognize. And I was talking to, you know, some dude that was right, by, right behind me. And then all of a sudden, you know, obviously when that first scene, which you have a dedicated chapter to, which was a pretty funny yeah. chapter when it comes to mustache gate, which is <laughs> yes, right there on your chest. Um, yeah. You immediately you go, oh, shit. And, you know, even like uh, quoting, uh, you know, some people in there, I think even maybe even uh, Swenson or maybe I just know like Swenson. I think Swenson quoted this in your book, too, was the fact that, you, you know, when it came to some fans and of course, like when, when you when you have like voices like me or Swenson or whatever the hell mm-hmm. you have fans that are anxiously waiting and you're like, what the fuck do I tell them? Yeah. You know, that was like the, the, the thing. And I've said it time and time again, I when I walked back to my car feeling like I got punched in the gut because I knew they de-snidered the absolute shit out of it. I sat in my car for 10 minutes going, how do I approach this first reaction? Because I don't want to give people like a crazy, super like negative thing. But I also, I want to be kind of positive. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a, a big time struggle, man. So that's interesting. Cause I've been asked this a lot of times from uh, people who have been interviewing me in the run up to this, which was like, what was my reaction to the theatrical cut when I first saw it? And I was coming at it from a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm because I wasn't as bought in to, you know, the movie continuing Snyder's approach. Yeah. And I don't think I have, I don't think I even heard the quotes or, or paid that much attention to the quotes of the fact that Joss Whedon was going to continue Snyder's vision. Cause I understand that a lot of people in the movement bought into that idea, you know, and that was what they were most, that felt like the biggest betrayal to them is that he didn't do that at all. I went into it just really curious about how the guy who did two Marvel movies was going to try to do a DC movie. Yeah. Um, and it didn't hit me till much later that you would never hire Joss Whedon to finish a Zack Snyder film. Cause I never thought of how different of filmmakers that they are and, and forever will be, you know, like if you want to maintain Zack's voice, you don't, get, you don't get Joss Whedon kind of thing. Um, so on the surface, it always seemed to make sense to me where I was like, all right, at least you're getting the guy who's juggled a superhero ensemble film. You know, yes, it's for the company across the street, but I understand why you might hire that person. Three years later, you understand what all the fuckery was. But <laughs> but I went into it wondering just like, oh, how is Whedon going to pull this off? And then, you know, the, the opening scene was just like so jarringly bad. And then the Batman on the rooftop scene is so jarringly bad. And then, you know, it never recovered from that point. So. No. And, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you know that pretty well. Of history. <laughs> yeah. You know that pretty well too. Like when you talk about, you know, bringing in weeding in the justice league chapter and, uh, you know, tr- I mean, it, it, yeah, like you said, it almost seemed like, okay, yeah, this guy could do it. I remember even when that news broke and I thought, Hey guys, it's cool. I'm, I like, I mean, the first Avengers movie, come on. That yeah. is amazing. But he juggled all those characters you know, even though like I mean, I I said it time and time again. It's like Avengers is essentially another Iron Man movie, but the balance shifts so much with the other characters, and it's perfectly balanced. It's like it's it's mainly it's mainly about Tony, but it's oh, yeah. 
it's got it's got the other you know the other characters too that he 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 gave a, a really great balance to and i was like it'll be cool even when danny elfman brought, got brought on i was like hey why not it's gonna i was trying to be yeah. so positive Sean. oh i and know back in those days you could go back in my videos and see the positivity but then you can almost see the unraveling of that positively in real time <laughs> <laughs> because I remember when they first released um, when they first released uh, some of Danny Elfman's score and you know you hear the Batman theme and I'm like right. I love the Batman theme of course and then all of a sudden it transitions to another theme that sounds so much like the Avengers theme that okay. I could not help but make fun of it and I started going is uh oh maybe uh -oh. something's not right here and then right. when you watch the movie it's like okay yeah those themes are great they're iconic they don't work in this universe. They don't right. work with Henry Cavill's Superman. I mean, the John Williams score, yes, it's great, but it just doesn't work here. Well, when it comes to Danny Elfman's Batman, it just doesn't work right here. We've already, we've had two movies that established like this Hans Zimmer, just opus that just works for these characters. And just to go back to what we know, it just, it didn't work. I even just recently put on just the Doomsday fight in BBS just to see how it's choreographed, you know, and it's literally like a, you know, a feast and the kid table. Like you can't compare them. There's nothing in theatrical cut that comes remotely close to. So mm -hmm. when uh, Hannah Solik and, and myself were doing a, a video over on cinema blend about like the scenes that we're most looking forward to seeing um, in the Snyder cut, things that things are going to be improved. Things are going to be better. And, um, we didn't get into the specifics of like we, we got into like some specific unique scenes, but to me, just the overall third act, I want to see, you yeah. know, because when you tell me that it's going to be the way that Zach choreographed Wonder Woman, Batman and Superman taking on doomsday, but now you're telling me it's the entire league working together, you know, to take down Steppenwolf. It's going to be, it's going to be next level. So it's going to be magical. And then the fact that Superman's going to join in, in his you know black and silver suit this time around and it's not going to be a cheesy line that says you know i'm also a big friend of groceries it's like oh man i mean it it, it is going to be pretty magical um <laughs> oh my god i mean don't you get it, the william score at that moment too after he says it i, I think, think there was like the william score yeah, there's a little it's bit like of a, it's like a kid's bop version of it though. It's like it's terrible. <laughs> I know. I plan on I plan on doing a live watch of I haven't watched it, I don't know, since probably 2017 or maybe 2018. I don't know. I can't remember the last time I watched it. But um man, I, I'm gonna do a live watch again before watching uh Zack Snyder's Justice League, and I'm just gonna it's gonna be grueling. I'm gonna probably have a lot of alcohol. I'm probably gonna pour some bourbon. I'm, I, that's gonna be a bourbon kind of night, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But then again, but then again, if I do some kind of drinking game, I might actually die. So I might have to stick a beer. Um, it's it's because there's probably gonna be so much to just be like to to drink to have a drink on. Just like hey, let's you know let's drink when there's a bad edit. Let's drink when like we know it's a a Whedon uh, scene. It's just like see, but um, I I will defend not i'm sorry i won't defend that movie what i will say is oh, i was about to movie, kick it up. no 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 that movie still needs to exist though because yeah. you need to remember how yes. bad it was yes because and i've said this a couple of times recently too at at that time and i write this in the book when you when they got to that point in the cycle of the dceu whatever movie was was next in line was going to get messed with by the studio 
because yeah. the studio made a calculated decision to to go from the more serious somber tone to go after something a little more audience friendly. And um, it just so happened that it was Justice League that was up next because they were keeping Zach's production cycle running at, at full steam ahead kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but if it was <clears throat> Shazam or Wonder Woman, you know, I don't know if people would have been nearly as upset um, as having a horrible version of a Justice League movie. You know, like I think I think the fact that it was Justice League annoyed the fans so much. And also I think the fact that it was a Zack Snyder movie and Snyder's fan base is, is far more passionate than with all due respect to, to David Sandberg and Patty Jenkins. If it was either of those two whose movies got butchered, I don't know if three years later, the fans of those filmmakers would still be fighting nearly as hard as Snyder's fans did. No, they wouldn't be. I mean, I, th I think it's just, it, it is interesting. Um, you know, I like, like I said, I, I mean, I've been here, you know, I, I was hitting the YouTube heavy when B when BBS was announced, it was just like, all right, I'm going to concentrate on this movie. Anything I can find out about this movie, I'm going to talk about it. And, uh, you know, so I, obviously I was just like, and then, you know, when BBS came out and then the ultimate came out and then it was like, all right, what's next? Oh yeah. Wait, Hey, he's doing justice league yeah. obviously that's gonna be great and then all of a sudden when when they, you, you hear all the the rumors about like oh you know they're gonna reshoot all this and reshoot all that there's it's gonna it's gonna cost 20 million dollars to wipe out a mustache and everything like that it was just kind of like no 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 that's not true it's gonna be fine it's just light it's just light on the uh on the reshoots we heard it from uh those warner brothers execs like toby emmerich <laughs> he's just gonna say you know it's just and i love the fact that you covered in the book that it was a flat out fucking lie yeah. you know and they try to reshoot zach's movie completely yeah it was charles roven who said at the time too oh, i think yeah. it was roven who said um we're gonna maintain zach's footage and the way that he sold it and he he wasn't lying is that it's the same characters it's the same actors you know we're not changing anything you just put those actors through you know hell reshoots in a truncated amount of time. And again, you know, listen, Whedon gets a lot of shit. Whedon deserves a lot of shit. Um, but whoever uh, got that job was going to fail. Oh, uh, yeah. there, was no, there was no time given to them. Like, the minute they decided to change filmmakers, they needed to push the release date back. For anybody, you know, to, they should have said, and nowadays it's, we see because COVID is forcing everything, it's very easy to change a release date, you know, a couple of years ago, it was more um, uh, moving a mountain to try to switch off of a release date because so many other films behind you had their dates circled and carved out. Um, nowadays, you can move at any time, and that release date needed to move. It should have moved. And the reason it didn't was because of the AT&T merger in exactly. the boat. Exactly. Money, Sean. It's all about money. You know, those guys want that money. <laughs> <laughs> It's constantly everything is about money. Oh my god! I mean, like when you, when we all heard about that, it was just like ah, it was just like it was like the knife just got twisted in even deeper. Yep. Because when you find out, it's like oh, the reason why they decided not to and they rushed everything and tried to get it out on that November seventeenth date was because they wanted to secure their bonuses because they were worried with the merger they were going to lose it if they got pushed to twenty eighteen. It's just like wow, really? I mean, yep. it's unbelievable. But at the same time, you go, yep, well, that's, I mean, that's not unheard of. It is a business, and these guys want to make as much scratch as possible. And uh, it's just sad that, you know, one of the 
one of the guys, Sujihara, is now gone, and the other guy is now got a little bit of he's got a little bit of power right now, and it right. sucks the fact that he still kind of does. And uh, hopefully, I mean, obviously, he doesn't he doesn't want this movie to come out. I mean, he hates the fact that it's still going to end up coming out. And uh, yeah, because people are asking, like, how come Warner Brothers is not doing anything to like, why is Warner Brothers silent on social media in terms yeah. of promoting it? It's not a Warner Brothers movie. It's not like, in any way, shape or form. It's not a Warner Brothers movie like Warner Brothers, even when they did uh, a thing to promote their day and date stuff. And they talked about the little things in Congress of Godzilla. Like I've talked to people on the Warner Brothers side where I was like, who's handling press for this? And the people who are handling Warner Brothers theatrical, they're like, it's not us. We have nothing to do with it. So. So they're not concerned with it in the least bit. No, not not at all. And then uh, even like when they release uh, little trailers or TV spots that talk about the the dual releases, and I always it always seems like there's always some fans that go, "Where's Zack Snyder's Justice League?" It's like, hey, remember that's exclusively on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. That is like an AT and T Warner Media thing. It's going to be on there. They're not going to talk about it on these. You're not going to see that on there. You'll see it for promotions for HBO Max. Like I still see commercials for HBO Max where they show. You know, they show Zack Snyder's Justice League and uh, yeah, but yeah, they don't, they don't give, yeah, they don't give two, sh- they, they, they wanted this thing to be buried. I mean, they didn't want it anymore. They wanted to move a different direction. And I think, I think partially like, you know, some of those guys over there, like Hamada and uh, Emmerich are worried that if it is a huge success that, oh man, are we going to have to like revert back or can we do our own thing? And they could, do- I, I just hope they could separate. But I don't know if that's going to be the case. Well, here's an interesting question, too, because we just got a press release this morning that Disney's um, Raya and the Last Dragon is Mm -hmm. coming to Disney Plus through their premium service in March. And it's going to be $30. But they are also having a theatrical release for it. It's going to be, and that's the first Disney to go day and date theatrical and streaming. Because Soul went right to Disney Plus and... Black Widow is the one that everyone's sort of circling, like, what are they going to do with it? So <laughs> Raya and The Last Dragon having a theatrical release made me think, and, and Kong is going to have theatrical, you know, in places where it can. So is Zach going to be able to pull off his IMAX theatrical? Because if he can, the minute you get into that, like, that's where it gets really complicated and really interesting because HBO Max does not want it to have theatrical and at all. HBO Max wants you to stay home and watch it on their streaming platform. Of course. But the minute it goes uh, IMAX, then Warner Brothers starts to pay attention and say, oh, wait a second, there's box office numbers to be getting here? Hold on, we do like this property. Uh, Let's get a little piece of that pie. Because I even went around to HBO Max and I was like, hey, let's put together a project where I'm going to sponsor a bunch of theatrical screenings of this. And I want to pack it with fans and watch it with people, you know, as much as we could socially distanced, you know, and, and whatever capacity that the theaters would allow. Yeah. And, and HBO Max was like, okay, we'll talk about it. And we're going to talk next week about it. Um, and then when I hung up, I was like, oh, that's kind of weird because you guys don't want it in a theater. <laughs> I, I didn't make that connection. Like to me, it was just like, it's a movie. Let's get it in a theater. Um, yeah. And, but, but HBO Max does not want it there. They want you to watch it at home. So I don't know how that's going to play out. And that's going to have to get decided in the next few weeks. Yeah, it's it is going to be interesting because obviously Snyder has uh, expressed that he wants to put it out. I mean, obviously he's, I mean he's remastering the thing to uh, to be an IMAX, you know, event. And right. I've always thought like too, like even like with talking to him, it's like maybe he's going to like hold some kind of events where maybe it's just a, a single weekend or a week. I don't know. I don't know what exactly is up his sleeve, but 
it almost seems like, and I, and I think the worry um, that's also there too, especially for Zach, you know, cause he's got a lot of fans that are international. I mean, I mean, India, he's got a huge fan base in India. I mean, You're telling me, I get, yeah. I get it every day asking if the book is available. In oh, India. you don't even, I mean, like that's, I mean, when I look at like analytics for even my channel, it's like, it's, it goes like USA, Canada, India, and it, India is a close, like, you know, third to uh, Canada. It's, it is funny. Like when I see that, that's why, you know, when it comes to the merch, that's not available for international and we're doing like this merch mates thing. And I was like, that's a cool thing too. Yeah, I told Scott, I was like, just just give me people from India because I know like that's like huge. Just let me uh, work out with uh, with some of those uh, people out there. And it's just like, I mean, and, and I know he wants everybody to see it. And, I, and I'm glad that like I think Crave for Canada is going to help them out. Mm -hmm. Something talked about today, too, about um, uh, people in India are going to are going to be able to see it. I don't know, like. It's just, it's so, the logistics of everything, it's just so up in the air. And I, I couldn't even like tell you like how, uh, how it all works, what the negotiations for all that, the properties and all that. It's, it's crazy. Well, that was something that I was totally naive about going into yeah. this, um, going yeah. into this project was Zach's global draw. Yeah. Um, and I, I just had no idea. And when I threw the net out, um, you know, to address one of the criticisms that I've been getting in the run-up to the book that no one's read yet um, is that it, it doesn't feature any um, international voices. That's not true. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, um, I was like, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I've heard the criticisms. I have. And, you know, it's just kind of like, well, wait a minute here. I'm like, when I'm looking at the quotes, I'm like, like I said, you, you gave a pretty, I can only imagine like the process of going, okay, you know, you outline your chapters and this is where this is going to go. And then you're like, okay, I got quotes right here. Obviously you can't use them all. It's right. impossible to fit them all in here. I mean, I'm sure you only use like a, uh, you know, probably like 20%, maybe 30% of the freaking quotes that you got. Mm -hmm. And but the fact of the matter is too, is like at the very end, you have pages and pages of letters to Zach, which I thought was, there you go. I mean, and anybody every who so everyone who sent me one is included in that book. Exactly. I didn't omit any fan who who included um, a message. So if you sent me one, it's in the book. But but even more than that, at the beginning of this process, I I threw an open net out to anyone who would talk. Like it's it's hilarious to hear anybody say that I would omit anyone's voice because I legitimately wanted and needed to talk to everybody I could get my hands on to get the true picture of what of what was going on. And I heard amazing stories from so many people and included all the great ones that I could fit in. So that criticism in, in particular, was, when it was leveled, I was like, I, it, it's hard because people don't know the process that you went through individually. Yeah. So it, it would be exhausting to try to go after every single critique. Um, it, it, at a certain point, you just have to let the book sort of stand for itself. Um, but, but I learned about Zach's global fan base and the power of his the, the message of his movies connecting to people in every corner of the globe because I talked to all those people in the movement uh, to get their stories, to put them in the book. Yeah. I mean, I remember when you started reaching out to me, you sent me an email too. And I mean, just reaching out to everyone and try, I mean, that's, that's why when I talk about like uh, having somebody write this book, 
that was an outside perspective who wasn't within it at first, who maybe like, I mean, like, I mean, obviously, you know, you know how the internet is, you know, they dig up those old tweets and they're like, wait a minute, this guy, he didn't like man of steel at first. Yeah. It's like, okay. But eventually he went, okay, wait a minute here. What the heck? Maybe mm -hmm. I should revisit this. And this is something different. Yes. I like what Marvel's doing over here. But this is something different that maybe I should take another look at and and everything. And of course, I mean, obviously that's what the internet does. And I know they they get defensive and everything. Um, but also, uh, when when those people, you know, if anyone yeah. else wants to write their own book on this movement, I'll be the first in line to read it. Like, yeah, I can't wait. No, Give I'm it a shot. Yes, two and a half years of your life to dedicate to to writing <laughs> it and selling it. Great, go get them. Yeah, uh, and I will be your loudest cheerleader. Exactly. I mean, like when I, when I was reading the book, I was going like, man, I mean, I, I can't even, I was trying to imagine me trying to write this book, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, eventually I'm like, damn, maybe one of these days I'll get in, involved with that maybe not so much of like, you know, factual stuff and maybe stuff like, you know, like, like, you know, Justin's book, the cut, which is yeah. a fictional, a tale. yeah, a fictional tale. That's about the, the, you know, the circumstances here, mm -hmm. I'd probably be more of line doing like that because I mean, like I said, I mean, the process of, you know, like I said, gathering all those quotes and fitting them in where they should, and then taking Snyder's quotes and mm -hmm. fitting them in where they should. And then, you know, you got critics, you got bloggers that are not fans of Snyder, and then breaking down analytics between what's going on with Marvel, why Warner Brothers decided to, you know, go the direction that they tried to go. I mean, Man, I mean that's just that's that's tasking right there. I can only I mean you you talked about like I think the last time like yeah, hours and hours just sitting in front of your, you know, your computer just trying to do all this and trying to make it interesting, you know, yes. to also try to make it interesting to people who are on the outside looking in and and also try to get enough of an insider story for people who have followed every step of it along the way. So, you know, I'm at I'm at the point where I just hope it reads well. I hope people enjoy it. Um, and, and then, of course, I hope they enjoy the movie. I still cannot wrap my brain around the fact that the book drops 17 days before the movie arrives. That's crazy. Yeah. It I mean, it's time perfectly. Time uh, you perfectly. Know, all this stuff about, like, you know, trying to exploit the movement. Like, when I started writing this book two and two years ago, like, the cut wasn't coming. You know? Yeah. There, there was no, expo like, exploit what? <laughs> we were all, you know, shouting into a void still at that point. You guys were shouting and I was writing it down. That's yeah. all that was happening at that point. So, um, but it's it's crazy, crazy. Like you could never, with the beginning of this, if you had said to me like, oh, by the way, when you finish all this, it's going to land like three weeks before the cut arrives. <laughs> what are you kidding me? Did you always yeah. have, did you always have the March 1st date? Like, like um, I, it was February 15th for a long time, but that wasn't my choice. That was the publisher. Okay. Um, and it's really just how long it takes on their end uh, to produce it. The, I turned the manuscript in last July. Yeah, I remember that. I haven't touched it since then. Yeah. Um, so because, yeah, because you were on here a month before that, and you even said like it's pretty much your book is like pretty much done. And then I mean, obviously, like you, ha you ha did you you ended up going back and like you know adding some little things here and there, right? Or a few things, yeah. but really, like I had to just make the decision that the May twentieth announcement, um, and then I got to talk to Zach on June third, uh, mm -hmm. and his was the last, and then like. I did like a victory lap chapter of people sort of just talking about how they felt knowing that it's coming. Um, but then I had to just sort of say like, that's it. It's, it's done. And whatever happens after this, because some people would ask like, Oh, are you going to watch the movie before you put the book out? And I was like, it's just not possible. Like the production yeah. cycle doesn't allow it to do that. So. 
And then speaking of like Zach's quotes, I mean, I know there you've had, I mean, when it, when we come to criticisms, you've posted on Cinema Blend a couple of like quotes, quotes from the book, you know, th that turn into articles. And I know some people are like, well, wait a minute, why are you mm -hmm. doing that? Are you just trying to like, you know, boost your book? I mean, what was your response when it came to writing those like Cinema Blend articles about the fandom and the toxicity? Mm -hmm. And then of course uh, him walking away fully and the whole real reason. Well, of course I'm trying to boost my book. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Um, you know, because like legitimately once the book is out there, those quotes will be fair game for everybody else. That's um, what I was thinking, you know, and I was talking with other people too. It's like, well, I mean, once the book comes out, there's going to be other, you know, sites that are going to pull stuff from there and be like, hey, Zack Snyder said this, Zack Snyder said that. And it's almost like, well, yeah, Sean probably has the right to do that because it, his, his book, get ahead of it. And make sure that, you know, and then it becomes, I mean, to the point where it's like, okay, I mean, I get, I, you know, I've even said it, it's like, okay, I get some people's concern because they kind of look at it like, oh, is this right? Is this uh what somebody, you know, in a journalistic fashion should do? And I'm like, you know, and I kind of went like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But then at the same time, I'm like going, well, I mean, that is the site that you work for. And mm -hmm. like, you know, you, you're ahead of, and it's like, obviously you want to boost your book. And then, like you said, like we were talking about right now, it's just the fact that, you know, people are, other sites are going to start pulling the quotes and being like, oh, this is what Snyder said about this or that or this. And it's like, yeah, well, let's get ahead of it. I'm going to post some of the stuff that seems crucial when it comes to fandom or when he, or the fact that he actually, the real reason why he walked away. Well, and a little peek behind the curtain as well, too. Yeah. Um, you, you don't get a book deal unless you have an outlet, like it's almost part of the contract Yeah, that when the book comes around, you'll use your outlet to, to give a tease, you know, to, to give a sample chapter, to give a, an excerpt, um, to get it out there. Like they're not signing a first time author who has no book experience, unless you have some sort of platform yeah. to boost yourself up. So I've seen the debates about whether it's journalistically in, uh, integral. I, if I were trying to, I, I think personally, if I were trying to posit it as like breaking news of some sort, but the way that I wrote those articles were very clearly like, I have a book coming. Um, this is something Zach told me for the book. I think it'll be interesting. Here it is. Um, you can make an argument that the book is for profit. Yes, uh, proceeds from the sales of the book are going to go to AFS AFSP, but of yeah. course I'm going to try to promote the book as much as possible. And I did see the videos of that guy who really doesn't like the fact that I'm writing stories on Cinema Blend. Um, but it was tough because before I got to his video, I had to go through his links to his Patreon and his Bitcoin um, and his uh, please give me money um, on his uh, website that he's using to talk about me talking about the Snyder Cut. So I didn't get through all of the video because it was hard to get through all those links of you asking for money. Um, but I guess once I get around to finally getting through your ask me, you know, please give me money, uh, I'll get to watch the rest of your video. See, I mean, I'm I'm glad you uh, I, I, I'm glad you like pulled that out of your side holster because it is kind of like a weird cycle when we talk about all this stuff that we do because you got you get you know you get YouTube channels that are like you know their main shtick is like I'm gonna like talk shit about this person I don't like what they're doing because they're making money off something and then I kind of go like yeah but you're also making money off of what you know it's a vicious cycle. And I get that too. Like I've trust me. I mean, Sean, you know, like I've gotten where I, you know, there's a certain 
sanction of the Snyder fandom that goes, oh, you're just trying to profit off the the, the movement and this, that, sure. and, this, and this. And, you know, and I, I constantly go like, dude, I've been here since the beginning. I like, I followed like ever since BBS was announced. I mean, like literally one of my, I think one, I think either my first or second video I did on this channel was when Henry Cavill was cast as Superman and I called him Henry Cavill. I didn't know how to say it. You know? <laughs> sure. and it was just like I had a piece of shit camera that was not HD and my closet was my background, you know, and it was just like, I've been here and everybody just always says you're trying to profit, trying to profit. And then, and then I kind of go like, well, <laughs> what do you want? What do you want from me? I'm trying to get, just get information out there. Do I make some money on the site? Yes. It's always going to be the case. It's fun, but it's just, that's the way the world works. But, but I, and I don't understand. So, you know, maybe I'll get crucified for this. I don't understand why that's why that's wrong. Like, you could argue that Cinema Blend as a site makes a profit off of the film industry. Oh, yeah. Like, we cover Everybody the film does. industry. It's Everybody a job. Does. It's yeah. work, and and we are lucky enough to make revenue off of it. You know. Well, so here I, I turned around and, and sold a story, sold a book, and it's you know <laughs> people are going to pay some money to buy the book, and I don't understand why that's wrong. Well, I mean, I, I think sometimes people don't realize the work that goes into it. I mean, like I said, when I was reading it, I'm like, I can't even imagine like the hours and, you know, just just to get like all these quotes, have them all written down and contacting this person and that person. And just I mean, I mean, it does. I mean, it's not just like you're not just going like this in a night. You're not just typing away and going, well, this. And this. I mean, it is so much research, so much of this, that and this. And that's why it's like. Okay, so why why can't this person who put all this hours in get some kind of reward from it? You know, I mean, we live in a country that uh, you know, hey, that's what the American dream kind of is, right. right? Anybody? Also, <laughs> you don't have to buy it. Exactly. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. That was one of the things I said too, because I mean, obviously, uh, you know, when some of the criticisms criticisms came out, I was like, hmm, I'm like, interesting, cool, that's fine. And I'm I, I like the fact that when those criticisms came out, first it was like <laughs> it was like boom, boom, boom. And then it was like, then all of a sudden it was like it got laid back and said, Hey, I'm not saying that you don't have to read it. And it's like, okay, thank you for saying that because mm. everybody has the choice to read it. It's not like this is like, you know, recommended reading because you're part of this movement. If you want to read it, go for it. I even said it in my review. I was like, hey, if you don't want to read it, you you know, because you feel like this is like something that, that, that you want to don't want to support, then don't do it. I'm just telling you that I enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a nice read and it felt like it was like a like a documentary. I wouldn't be surprised if there is a documentary that ends up happening and they reference this book because there's yeah. a lot of information in there that they could use if they wanted to actually bring it to uh, to the screen. Well, and honestly, when I wasn't getting Zach for the longest time, um, what I kept getting told by his reps that he couldn't talk, he couldn't talk, he couldn't talk. Um, part of the reason was I just assumed he was doing something himself. Like, why wouldn't he do a documentary on this? Like, yeah. he, he obviously has more information than any of us. <laughs> and I hope that one day down the line, he does do something like this because I would love to, I'd love to see his side of it. So um, believe me, this story is so massive that it can be told multiple ways. And I'm sure it's going to be told multiple ways. I just happen to be one of the early ones to get here. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, I, like, you know, I got sources to the, the business and I've heard that, there's already been pitches. There's been pitches since, you know, 2019 about all of this. I yeah. mean, 
somebody's going to secure a documentary and I'm sure like, you know, when it comes down to all that, uh, people are going to be like, you know, fuck this director who did this. He's trying to cash in on this. It's like, ah, uh, can, can we, can we just celebrate the fact that, you know, eventually, and you even, uh, said in the book was like, release the Snyder cut ended up becoming like mainstream. It became, yeah. it became a slogan. It became a saying where, it was used. It was used for. I mean, it was almost like. I mean, and I hate that I'm going to compare this to, to, uh, to uh, you know, um, make America great again. But I'm just saying, like, a lot of people chose that slogan and and utilized it with other things. Just, just like uh, release the Snyder cut. It was like, okay, release the air cut, release the JJ cut, release the the butthole cut of cats. It was just like it's when Seth Rogen is literally using that saying it's out there and it's so mainstream that people, Oh my God. And that's a happy accident. You know, like I, I know when, when the movement adapted that slogan, they didn't, they didn't know the power that it had, you know, they couldn't have at that point. Like it just was catchy at the time, but it has legs, you know, it has such yes. staying power. Um, and it was, a, it was a godsend, honestly, you know, cause it honestly, it helped the movement continue and sustain and, and get to the point where they got to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that's the one, that's one of the things that people don't seem to realize when it, when it comes to all this. And, uh, yeah, I mean, um, what was I going to, there was something else I was going to, yeah, I think I pretty much got all the, yeah. But, um, no, when I, like I said, when it came to the book, I mean, the, the biggest thing that I thought was uh, was um, a big, like, you know, salute to the fans and a, pretty much like a handshake or a high five was the fact that there's pages and pages and pages of people just a letter to Zach. And I hope that he gets the book. And even if he doesn't even read everything that happened, because maybe he won't. Maybe he doesn't want to, like, see all that stuff. That, but I just hope that he can actually just turn to where all the fans write what they appreciate from him and everything they've taken from his movies and everything like that. If any, if I can just ask like that from, you know, hopefully he sees that and uh, that'd be pretty fantastic. So I want to ask you a question because I saw yeah. some people in the chat go past there that they brought up the um, death in the family title. Oh yeah. That, oh, that, that's the, that's, that's the thing I was going to ask you about Let's that. Get into that chapter one. Because obviously there's some controversy because it is a title of a, of a, uh, of course, a very popular Batman story. And some people yeah. are like, "Why would you do something like that?" Yeah, what was uh, what was your uh, mindset when it came to that? I honestly, um, so it it is a reference to the comic. Like I, <clears throat> and someone point, else pointed out that like the chapter titles do kind of have um, a, a bit of comic reference to them, yeah. um, or something to do with the movement. Um, and, and I, I really just took it literally. I mean, I wasn't trying to, and, and I would like you to, cause I, I really want you to tell me if in context, when you read it, if you thought that I was, you know, diminishing, uh, Autumn's loss in any way, shape or form, because that was not my intent in the least bit. Um, and I, I showed that chapter to multiple people and never got any pushback who, who maybe, maybe they aren't as immersed in the movement. Maybe they were just more cursory. Uh, comic book fans or journalism type folks who read it, so it didn't stand out to them. Um, look, I'll, I'll I'll embrace you know anyone who tells me it's a bad title. Uh, I I can see how it can be translated that way, but uh, but no, my no. intent was not to diminish Autumn in the least no. bit, and I don't think that the chapter does. No, it doesn't. Like when you read the chapter, you know, I can't. I you know, I have never lost you know a daughter or son or you know, it's, I've never lost a child. Okay, there are people out there that have. And I'm sure 
they didn't care about the title at all when they read that chapter because, I mean, that happens all, you know, it happens all the time. You know, people lose their children and, you know, people out there that have, and I know people that have lost children mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm sure they didn't give two shits about the title at all. It's like, I, I think I even said it, it's like, you know, it's an artistic you know, choice that you chose. Yeah, it does. It's the same title as this Batman story. Sure. I could see why people are offended by it. Sure. I could see that too. But at the same time, it's like when I, but then when you go and read that chapter, I mean, even like when that chapter shows up in Justin's book, like when he does like a telling a fictional telling of what possibly could have happened, that was a heartbreaking chapter in his book. I remember, I remember reading that going, Holy shit. Mm -hmm. You know, and I can only imagine reading, you know, your chapter about that and his chapter about that, having lost a child, I sure. couldn't even imagine. And that, but the thing is, I don't know that. And that's the thing. When we talk about perspectives, when reading mm-hmm. these books, not everybody's going to have the same thing. People are going to have criti- criticism. That's fine. Of course. You know? Yeah. You know, but the, but the whole, you know, but we can't just go like, oh no, that's fucked up. You can't do that. That's I'm, I'm offended because of me, 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 me. You can't do that. It's like, Hey, relax a little bit. Maybe somebody else feels a little different. Who's actually been through that, that circumstance, you know, for sure. And, and again, I can't write to every audience. It's impossible to, I don't know what they're going to read, but I did want to make it very clear on the stream that like, I completely understand people who, who say that they don't like that chapter, uh, the, the title of that chapter. I think they're totally entitled to that opinion. I just want to make it really clear that I believe in context. I go right into the middle of, like I go right into that chapter saying that I, I think it's kind of really insensitive to even talk about the loss of a child in relation to a movie at all. Like they shouldn't, they one shouldn't have anything to do with the other, but it, it was impossible not to tell the full story of what happened on Justice League without involving all of them. Like if it, if it were up to me, I, I I might not have even tried to go that direction anyway for fear of being of treating it in an insensitive way, you know, um, because that's Zach's personal tragedy and that's for him and Debbie to deal with. Um, but it really got to a point where in order to fully tell the story and to also include the reason why AFSP is so important to the movement. Um, yeah. You have to mention it. You have to get into it. And um, it was one of the toughest chapters to write. And so I just, I, I wanted to bring that up because I, I, I you know, I've seen a lot of conversation yeah, online about it and I, and, <laughs> and I wanted to bring it up here. So, I mean, there is, I mean, yeah. And I mean, I, I, you know, we'll bring in the panel here pretty soon. And, you know, one particular person has lost a child in it, you know, which is Garza, which you've quoted many times and you quoted in that chapter as well, which mm-hmm. I thought perfect. Because we know that he has, um, he has lost a child. And I remember he's even like, you know, because we know we, we share group chats and he talked about it. And I think he even tweeted about it, too. And it's just like, I mean, the way that that chapter struck him. And I'm like, yeah, that's not how it struck me, because guess what? I didn't I haven't lived through that. But yeah. He has, and uh, here he is, right here, man. What's what is oh, going up, on? Hey, you said to bring. I saw you in the chat. Like, yeah, I know, man. Because I'm like, because right you know, I feel like. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. You hear me fine. Okay, because mm-hmm. you know, I, I've spoken to to all of you guys. Y'all know how I feel about this, and I think that um, you know, the moment that I saw people um, kind of attack that chapter. Uh, it fucking pissed me off. Like it, it, it like it, it stirred something in me because I was like, who the fuck are these people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about? 
trying to tell people that don't know anything about context that this chapter is insignificant or treats Autumn's passing as a joke or as a comic reference. Like I got fucking heated because I was like, now, I, now I've lost a child. And when I read it, I didn't feel like it was disrespecting anything. I didn't take offense to the fucking chapter. Mm-hmm. I went, it's the title of a comic book. I'm reading a book about a movie that a director was making. That is a comic book. Mm-hmm. That's the relation. You see that relation. And there is no, uh, let's just put it in, in a perspective that you don't know. It's a comic book title. You read there a death in the family. You're going. This title is obviously something is happening in this in this title or in this chapter. Dude, mm-hmm. That's that's another thing that we talked about. It's like perspective. Yeah, it's an outside audience, yeah. they're not going to know that title. That it's a Batman title, <laughs> Batman story. Exactly. And so you know, at the end of the day, I was so, I was so fucking pissed, man. I like I I couldn't believe somebody was telling me that I should take offense to that fucking chapter. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I was so. <laughs> Well, that, like, that wasn't the goal either. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I know. Mad. Of course. <laughs> well, right. No, that, and that was it. And, and that's the thing, though, is that it was kind of like, it was almost like I felt disrespected by those people. Mm. And and you know what? Guess what? I, I wasn't I wasn't bashful. I fucking called them out. You know what all of them did? You know what every single fucking person did that I called out that night? Because it was at nighttime. It was like at fucking 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, it was, I was late. Fucking, it was late. I was fucking fuming. So you know what every single person I called out was? They were like, well, I they don't know. Well, that's back. just yeah. Oh well, I, oh I'm not. And all I could say was exactly. That's what I fucking thought. Because guess what, dude? You're not going to tell me somebody that is that has been through that, that has been been there with Zach. Believe me, I fucking get it, dude. But yeah. you're not going to fucking tell me, or at least try to bring up that that's a that's a reason for somebody not to like the book because you have a fucking problem because you're an idiot. You don't know how to read. Like it's not my fault, dude. I'm going to fucking call people out. Like I was heated. Yep. Like period, period. And, and and that's why, you know, when Sean reached out to me, I told him, I said, dude, I'm fucking here day one. I don't give a fuck, man. I'm, I'm, you know, the fact that, I, that like, I heard that, that, that I was seeing that and I was, it, it was just on my timeline. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, man. I went to bat. Like, oh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, livid. yeah, I don't think, I don't think people realized how serious that subject was. Cause guess what? And I'm, and I'm being dead fucking serious. Two days later, I haven't heard a fucking thing about it, have I? No. I haven't heard. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it pop up once. On it, it went in away fact, fast. And, and yeah, I in fact, Sean, yeah, like your, yeah, yeah, your book. Nobody is talking. Oh well, no, there, there's. It's not including all of these, uh, these people around the world, and it's talking about Autumn's death like disrespectfully. All of that shit has stopped, didn't it? Yeah, it, it did, did pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. and we, we also got to treat it like, I mean, it, it is kind of funny, too, because uh, what do we always talk about when first reactions come out on social media for movies yeah. or Rotten Tomatoes? Everybody always goes, hey, don't listen. See it for yourself. And then at mm. the same time, it's like, yeah, OK, read it for yourself if you want to. If you don't, that's mm-hmm. fine. You don't have to. That's the brilliant part about this. And also, not, not, I need to emphasize that not every review needs to be positive. Like, no. People can hate the yeah. shit out of this book. You know? <laughs> yeah. Please. It's not a flawless book by any stretch, you know, but, and well, but yeah, I, but that was, but that wasn't also the intention. It's not like you were sitting there going, I'm going to be writing a dissertation and it's going to be put in to the, uh, the Louvre and it's going to be brought out. It's going to be on, on stand in museums. Yeah. Be right. It was just, a, yeah. And, and that was the thing that was so important about this, this book is that guess what? It literally told the story of what it, there was no, listen, and I know you guys are talking about it. I'm so glad that you wrote it because you know what? 
you're a Marvel fan. I'm not, dude. I would have sat there and I would have spent. I would have literally spent. I know. Stop it. Listen, listen. I would have spent a full. I would have spent a full. Maybe I would say chapter. Maybe three chapters. Maybe five fucking chapters of talking shit about Marvel and, and how much I fucking hate them because yeah. of what they did to all of this. You know, all of this side, right? But. Guess what? And I wouldn't have included like some of the people that you included in the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't oh, like, yeah. fuck you. I'm not adding you. So that, that's what I, yeah, I even like, said that too. Like, yeah, not a biased approach. It was no. like an outside perspective. Yeah. And, but, and, but of and course, there's people that think it was like a biased approach because, yeah, I mean, Sean, you do <laughs> you like the Marvel a little bit more. <laughs> there no. are um, people who I wish I could take out of the book. <laughs> i could revise it really yeah. <laughs> right now i would hey would you would you revise your list i guess yeah you probably would <laughs> maybe uh don't say that no. all right we got mr scott mcclellan joining the freaking app panel here yeah. what's up sir hey. good to see you man. hey look good at that you shirt too. you're wearing you got the stepping wolf shirt going huh well, I got the merch mate thing going, so I'm at, I feel like I'm like the walking model for the merchandise that I'm trying to get out to international oh, dude, people. I, mean, so. I, I was DMing, DMing you about you know you know the situation of like, wait a minute, how do you figure out how the costs and everything like that? It's kind of a little bit of a struggle because I'm trying to be like, okay, I'm going to order these shirts for these people, but I'm also going to order them for me too. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, I got to figure out some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> math it's a lot a lot of math that's you're an it, english teacher though man i know <laughs> that's it, it's it, the struggle is real <laughs> hey but, uh, but real quick though i i want to say this real quick just to put a burn on him and i know i came in heated <laughs> <laughs> you what yeah. what are you talking about your language is offensive <laughs> now sean yes sir how does it feel to know that you were wrong about green lantern <laughs> are you still why are you the way that you are <laughs> garza you're not still holding on to that are you bro i'm li i literally have the receipts and i could drop oh, any man. moment the okay of course that you guys had oh. i mean some people were yeah. i mean i was even like dude garza dude that was like oof no, I've heard, the, I've heard the comments on Sean's videos with Hannah. That's the best part. That's what the yeah. one I'm enjoying. <laughs> so, I mean, how does that feel, though, right? Because, I mean, let's put it this way, dude. Yeah. I was more right than you were, okay? <laughs> and you called me fucking crazy. <laughs> I'll be ready to eat crow if he shows up. <laughs> so, well, so what do we think? Do we think the seventh member is Martian Manhunter, and and we're well, not going to get a a lantern? Is that the deal now? Here, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna break the exclusive, which it shouldn't have been because I broke Ooh. it already a long time ago. Okay, <laughs> exclusivo. But where Manhunter would have, where Manhunter is, is where the John Stewart and how we're gonna be. Yeah, that makes sense. Wait, wait, no, that's not exclusive because Sean just said that on his video. I watched that last it, it, night. It, it's, it's in I his know, video with Hannah. Because because I've even mentioned it too. Like because that's what included yeah. the war is coming. Like credited to well, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's that's not, very deliberate. That was, but that is because he couldn't get okay Ryan Reynolds. And another actor I won't be naming. I think I know who John it is. John Stewart. Well, don't say it. I think I know who it is. Oh, wait, you might have told me. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. 
Maybe that's why I can't Fuck. say it. Um, <laughs> yeah, why you gotta why you gotta call me out like that, man? Damn it. That's right. All right. You didn't believe me. Time to uh to invite no. uh, Mr. Stephen Colbert. No, no, no. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, because you were like, nah, bullshit, dude. I was like, I'm dude, I'm oh, just yeah. telling you, you were like, you were like, nah, well, I'll still whatever. I'll believe it when if you guys whatever. enjoy what Garza and I do uh on the timeline, where do you see what we do in our direct <laughs> messages? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's really heated. Uh, Sean, I I wanted to share this because, you know, you gave me the opportunity to read the book as well. And I was able to publish a review on Goodreads. And I've been trying to publish a review on Amazon, but Amazon won't (laughs) let me post a review right now. Um, It's locked. I'm not sure if that's a publisher choice or not. Okay. Well, it's until Uh, the book releases. Amazon's Amazon's weird. Like, I could write, Mm -hmm. like, with Justin, I was able to write one for him before we got released. So it's Amazon's weird like that. (laughs) <laughs> I do want to say this. Um, I had I, I I know you said not to share it, mm. but I ha- but I but just for the sake of what I wrote, I did pass the book on to my dad because mm-hmm. I needed to I needed to get like you've been saying. You're hoping that it reads well to someone who knows nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, look, I mean, look at this right here. I mean, Tom A is talking about he red pilled his father father about the uh Snyder Cut via Cinema Blend videos. So, I mean, I mean, that's that's reaching out and like getting these people that didn't have no idea about all this shit. So, mm-hmm. but going back to what Dave, what you specifically brought up in your review and mm-hmm. what you guys have already talked about, when you talked about the chapters, m- my dad told me Oh my God, I'm so glad I had those chapters to explain the movie business to me because I had no idea. I didn't know about any of that. Like mm-hmm. my my dad's reaction was, wow, I didn't know how any of that worked. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to let you know that it translates to someone who knows noth- nothing. Good. That's great. Nothing thing whatsoever so my mother-in-law has already pre-ordered the book and i've already like texted it to my pastors at my church because we like to <laughs> geek out about this kind of stuff nice. you're gonna preach but- it yeah oh, literally, oh. literally literally the snyder bible you're gonna you're gonna preach the snyder bible but i think but i think that if there if if i have to communicate anything to someone about my opinion about the book is that it truly needs to be something that you share with someone that that person that goes, so what's this Snyder cut thing again? Mm. This is like, here you go. Here you go. Like, like it, it's, it's the best. Yeah. And because we're, we're all going to be Jehovah's witnesses on fucking bikes and fucking, <laughs> oh, you know, this is Pat, this, call this hey, have literally... you read the good book of releases? <laughs> no, I have, I have at some points very sacrilegiously referred to this as the watchtower, like, you know, going door to door because it did feel that way. Cause I remember in my review, I said, I think I said something like insiders won't get much out of this, but this is great for someone who is casual or uninitiated. Mm-hmm. And then when days later, my dad responded back to me and we had like a 20 minute, 25 minute conversation about the book. And his comments were, I didn't know any of that stuff. I'm so glad that that was explained to me. It wasn't difficult for me to follow. And he also appreciated, he said, he, he commented on your, uh, on the voice in the book, the tone of the book. He said, it was very funny. It was very conversational. It was very easy for me to read. Mm-hmm. And I, and I was, and I enjoyed the style 
that it was written in. So I wanted to it was, make it sure. It was written, yeah, it's written like you were talking, which is right. it, which was amazing. very appealing yeah, yeah. to someone who, mm-hmm. like my father, who, like, the most he knows is he goes, sees the movie, and occasionally he listens to his son <laughs> rant at, you know, random, random times of the day. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to let you know that that was definitely that is what at least a completely a complete noob normal general audience person that was their reaction to it and i needed that because i'm reading this unfortunately from the perspective of yes i i, I literally followed this for the last five years like yeah, I, yeah. I, oh, yeah, yeah. I, no, I know i know this information there's, there's some chapters in there where it's like oh, i could kind of like skim through this i already know this stuff what? yeah you yeah. skimmed through it. I mean, I mean, I mean, I read intently. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Scott, um, um, you have your father Venmo me twenty dollars, please. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! You don't understand. Do not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You do realize that I've pre-ordered the book. Right? I've had the book pre-ordered yeah, for like. Only, but you, but you've only pre-ordered one. That's no, 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 no. I've, I, I, did you not hear? I have. No, have I. Not only have I personally purchased this book, I know for a fact that I have been responsible for hand selling it to at least two or three other people. You got to remember, Garza, I worked at a Barnes and Noble for nine years. I know what I'm doing, which is also why some of these criticisms that get levied, I, I do have to sit back and go, um, that's not, that's, that's not how that works. Yeah. Oh, that, like the fact that I'm going to make a ton of money off of this? Well, I have made the joke about you try to show me where the film and television section is in a Barnes and Noble. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait. God, well, no, no. I, I, and, before, and, and before Steven joins, because I know he's gonna, he has something to say about this too. When people were like, oh, he's just using his, his quotes. And, he, they, you know, Zach didn't, Zach didn't intend for him to use the quotes on his site. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, Zach interviewed. Him. Like, do you think like Zach's going? Well, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what he's gonna do with my quotes. I mean, I don't. Who does he write for? Like, what does he do? Like, if he's gonna write my book, do you think that it, that if I have any quotes in this book, that it's just gonna stay in the book? Like that? That's that's right, right? Like nobody should be taking my quotes and just running with them, right? You know like, who's, no, you know who's the most savy marketing director in the field, right? Now? <laughs> yeah. Fucking Zack Snyder. His name is Zack Snyder. And so, and listen, so whenever I saw that and I was like, oh, I, I just don't, man, you know what? I don't know why, you know, isn't it like a conflict of interest because he works for Cinema Blend and all? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I would literally use every single avenue that I have of any kind of markability of anything I'm creating. I don't give a fuck what it is. But if I have an audience, guess what? I'm using it. That's the whole point. Like, it blows my mind that people, and then and then to go to, oh, well, he's just taking advantage of it. Like you said, dude, we had no idea we were getting this when you started writing this book. Yeah. It's not like you went like, it's not like you went like this. Hey, as soon as this gets announced that it's going to be, you know, out, guess what? I'm going to write a book on it and I'm going to make buku fucking bucks. <laughs> you know, so it's just, it's so like all that shit. You're just like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Why don't you just yeah. say you don't like him? Like if they were to say, I just don't like Sean. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, cool, oh, dude. Well, great. What does that have to do with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On a daily like, basis. And I but what does that have to do with the my house? <laughs> and, I, and I would also like to point out that I think there's nearly at least 30, like when we're talking about those messages to Zach from the fans, I think that's nearly about 30 page. like I counted. It's yeah. about 30 pages. Oh, let me address that because my um, agent 
said like it, it's it's like a third of the book and i was like no i know i i get yeah. it but it's so important for me to have that in there like i when i put that call out for people to give those messages and I got as many messages as I did. I made the conscious decision of like everyone who sent me a message, I'm going to get it in. Now, some people sent, you know, full pages and I had to trim down just to get something of their message in. Um, but I wasn't going to pull anybody. And I didn't care if the book was, you know, if a big chunk at the end of it was dedicated to that because I just felt that was that important. Well, well I think. No, go ahead, Stephen. Anyone that's like around. Yeah, let Stephen knows, talk. Jeez. <laughs> knows that. Um, I don't know like if you, if you if you if you know the people that like know and talk to Zach on a regular basis and you see people tell them all the time like hey when you talk to Zach can you just tell him how important this is to me or like hey tell tell Zach that you know this this movie is my favorite movie or it saved my life or like what it, like people say this stuff or you look at his viral comments and people are like Zach I just need you to know yeah. that <laughs> Um, it needs to be uh, like, Willie or no Charlie Hunnam for Green Lantern. Yeah, I just it's like thank you, Sean. I needed to tell Zach <laughs> that Charlie Hunnam will it be Green Arrow? Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't do this to me. God. <laughs> um, and um, so so the second that you said like I'm gonna open my book, my first reaction when I saw you say that was like, oh well, he's got to know what he's offering here he's got to be aware of it and then and then i thought about it for another minute and was like you know what no like that's the point of the book like you, you even set out from the very beginning you always said like i'm not i'm not saying the, the behind the scenes story is not going to be here but that's not a story i'm trying to tell any behind the scenes like juicy stuff is more is more um of a residual impact of me getting the story of the fans and telling the story of the fans and how they got from um, a to B to C um, and the friends that made along the way or, or otherwise. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, so, so the, so giving that opportunity to say, Hey, if I, if I didn't get you in an interview or even if I did, do you have a note for Zach? Put it in here. Cause like, for example, um, if I get my mom to read it, she's like watched some videos from like the comic movie marks. And she was like, Oh, that's really cool. They talked about an article you wrote and, mm. um, but doesn't know like the full, the full story. That's the type of thing where she would read and be like, Oh wow. It's amazing how much of a personal connection people have to this, to this director. And like, that's you, it's hard to, like, you can say that in the book, but I mean, you've got 30 pages of this is how personal this is for these people. And that's amazing. I'll tell you guys too, that I sent the uh, PDF, the manuscript over to HBO max to my contacts over that way and was told by one of them, like, Thank you very much. This book is really helping me prepare for the release of the movie <laughs> <laughs> because they just were not up to speed on it. Yeah. Nor would you really expect them to be, right? If this nope. if this wasn't their world for the past three years, this is all still uh, listen a, a, an I'll, unknown I'll people up, industry. I'll bring up a a perfect example because I literally just finished watching it before I got on here. Dark Phoenix. Mm. I have no idea what the fuck happened in that film as far as behind the scenes. I don't know. I, Dude, you know that it got fucked with, okay? You mm -hmm. know it. You know that Simon Kinberg didn't direct everything on that film, okay? But but if you were to tell me, man, there's a story behind it, I'd be like, oh, dude, I'm all ears, man. I don't know. I can't. I have nothing to say about Dark Phoenix. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Same with New Mutants. Like, I don't know anything that happened or transpired, dude. That is not my world. But you know what? If there was like a group of fandom like that was like, no, this is all the shit that happened. I mean, imagine that kind of like noise being brought up over and over. And you'd be like, 
well, maybe I maybe I am interested in this. I don't know what happened. Well, I've been told you just have to go to the internet and read it because uh, <laughs> that's it's it. All, it's all yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah, let, let, yeah, send it my way, dude. I'd love to find out what happened to X Men Dark Phoenix. <laughs> but that's that's even an, an, another thing though, because like I would love to know that too. So that's not to diminish mm -hmm. your point or say that I'm not interested in that. But yeah. I think I'm still um, on fan, fan four stick. Yeah, yeah even <laughs> even well, I, there was yeah. a phenomenal article put. Um, Oh, Sean, do you remember who wrote that? That did a long, long interview with Trank for, for Polygon, maybe? Matt Patches? Uh, or, um, no, it was Pat. Yes, it was Matt Patches. For um, and, um, man, I read that. It was it was phenomenal. I got excited re for reading your book when I read that because it was such a – it was so revealing and personal. And mm -hmm. um, go go check that out if you haven't read it and are interested in, in fan stick at all. Um, but um, I think what a lot of people – I'm reluctant to say even the fans because I don't want to discredit um, how aware they are of who Zach is and what he's accomplished. But you see stuff like the air cut, like release the air cut, or like remember there was a release the, the JJ cut was a, a yeah. the Star Wars fandom is way bigger and way more engaged in so many ways than and hates their product more. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? And like the Snyder <laughs> Cut movement got there and it formed and people got to know each other and like the community it's very it's way more organized for better or worse than um than other fandoms and so like where where star wars is so huge you don't have something that's like the like the tip of the spear that's so refined and and impactful um but like you would expect that to to take off and be way bigger just because of the size and obviously there's questions of you know there's maybe there's not a jj cut or whatever but you even look at we know for a fact there's an a cut right mm -hmm. And it, it literally, they were they were test screening it alongside the alternate cut like a couple of weeks before the movie came out. So it's, it's, it's done, right? They just need to ship it. Um, and, but it, it and then we've known it existed that whole time, but it never took off in the same way. And so I guess you could say like, well, it's not Justice League. And sure, that's true. It's not, it's not the same characters, but Zach is a, is a filmmaker that has a, um, a, he inspires something in people and he has, and he has these passionate fans that drive this, that I I'd be shocked to see something like this happen to almost any other filmmaker. Wow. I mean, the only people that this would ever happen to are people that this wouldn't happen to, right? Yeah. Like Christopher Nolan, this would yeah. never happen to Christopher Nolan. If James it did, Cameron. yeah, if it did, yeah. then the movie would get released, but this, this would never happen to them. And it happened to Zach and it shouldn't have happened to him. And, but that's the only reason because it, nobody cared. I mean, I don't want to say nobody cares, but people aren't don't feel that way about Simon Kinberg. They don't feel that way about Josh Trank. Right. With those um, examples too, those directors are usually really quick to come out and snuff the idea that there's an alternate cut in the first place. And Zach never did that. Like Zach has always said that he's had the footage subtly, you know, early on with Vero Post and things like that, or, you know, tipping it off to people in the movement of saying like, yes, you're right, keep fighting kind of thing. But like, there's another group um, who's trying to get Mark Webb's extended cut of- I saw that on Twitter. Right mm -hmm. now. People were sad about that. And Webb, you know, came out just like two days ago and said like, hey, I love your passion. Uh, that's super great. You should dedicate that passion to go making something creative of your own, you know? It, uh, Thank you so much. God bless. Have a great day. And that's all a director needs to do to, to nip it in the bud. Essentially, I think we yeah. even, I think Abrams came out, you know, and said like, guys, there is no, there is no. Yeah, there's no, no, I, no, I think yeah. it was, I think it was an editor. I think it was the editor or somebody that was like part of the, the, the like 
behind the scenes or whatever. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was I like, nah, there's a- and, 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 and it's also just like, you know, like what Dan said right here. It's like when Zach's quotes about the toxic phantom and, you know, it's like, you think that Zach, like, you know, when that quote came out, you think he's just going to be like, oh yeah, I need to call out like some of the bad apples. Like, no, he's going to talk about the good about mm-hmm. the phantom raising a half a million dollars for AFSP. He's not going to be like, Oh yeah, I should probably call out the guys that dogpile." And it's like, no, no, that's for us to do. <laughs> and the second Zach makes that his responsibility. No, it's, it's over. Like he, yeah. Can't, yeah, he dude. can't, he can't, he can't make can't it his job that. to call out trolls. Cause like then, then it's his job to like, what moderate his own fandom. Like <laughs> no, no, let's, moderate yourself. Let's, no, let's, <laughs> well, let's also point out the fact that even when you call them out, <laughs> Have they stopped? They're not gonna yeah. stop. They I, I, down. No, no, Scott Middleson is perfect, right? He literally got embarrassed by Zach. And what is <laughs> what is he still doing? He's like, Well, yeah, he's still talking shit. You get what I mean? And like to the point of now, look at all these people reacting to an R-rated Justice League. I'm like, in my head, I'm going, What the fuck is y'all's problem? We literally got a PG 13 well, film in 2017. Okay. That was something so, that I think was interesting earlier that we were talking about, like, how is it gonna break outside of that bubble? I think that the R-rated news and kind of I was looking at the reaction to that is the first example yeah. of this right. movie is people are starting to pay attention who haven't mm-hmm. been paying attention because we know <laughs> we've known like who didn't yes. think this movie was going to be rated R? <laughs> I know. Like, he said it in that Entertainment Weekly article like a month ago. Well, like not, this, not, no. this is not. Ago, he's been like, talking the about people been cutting off. Breaking news. Water. Thank He's been you. talking about cutting off heads and spiky fuckers yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and and like all this and then and then and besides that, you know that even if it was PG thirteen, they'd say the exact same thing about it. Like these yeah. people, they, they think it's too dark. They think it's too brutal. They think it's too violent. And but they've always said that. They've always said that about his movies. The theatrical cut of BVS yeah. too. So like it didn't matter so, if that was R or not. They said the same thing about it. And, and like, and they're surprised. Audition. And they're surprised. Yeah. And yeah. they're surprised. They're going, wait, wait. Well, I, I had a I've been conversations talking, about that. And, and I don't think they're actually I know, and, surprised. They're just using it as an opportunity to say, like, I know they are. Look, here is more evidence that that thing that I always say must be true. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's just, it's, it sounds so stupid, right? Because it's like, oh, Snyder's movies are dark and gritty and they always have violence and they're not made for kids. And then all of a sudden, the, the Justice League film gets rated R and it's, what is it? I mean, it's for violence and, and language. And you're like, Oh man, I can't believe Snyder would do that. I'm like, well, you fuckers are talking about that literally in 2015 and 2016. Like, at, at what point do you go, oh, you know what? That's just Snyder as a filmmaker. I don't. <laughs> They're talking about like the F bomb being in the movie. Meanwhile, yeah. every other day on Twitter, there's like hashtag insert the F bomb into a PG 13 movie. <laughs> like, you're, you're granted yeah. one. Like, and even <laughs> Snyder's PG 13 BVS didn't have the F bomb in it. Like, it's so. No. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the PG-13 didn't, but then like Ultimate did, and then it yeah. had like a little blood splatter, but it was like, and I think, uh, Stephen, you even brought up a point like one time, like I think talking just like within like behind the scenes was like, you look at the Matrix trilogy, okay? All those are rated R. Should they be? It doesn't seem like they're, they like warrant like those movies. Why are they for? For violence? I know. I guess yeah. I could have somebody kicked differentiates between like, if it's more like like if you you could you could show the same violence but if you show you know there's a half a second here and a half a second there of i i haven't been able to find it but i do remember a few years ago reading something about there's something the mpaa has about like being kicked in the head specifically kicks to the head is like a if you show it and that's why I, i guess i shouldn't say that's why because i need to verify with watching but if you look at like mcu movies there's a lot of cuts away from the impact 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the difference that you see with like Snyder. Like, look at the the alley fight in Watchmen. You don't just see the impact. You see the impact, the bone <laughs> break, the yeah, whatever. Whereas the Marvel movie is like you see the impact and it and it and it cuts away. Marvel movies are like a half a second here and there from being R rated. Also, now it would be a really mild R. It wouldn't be quite as as R as, as Snyder's movies, but it wouldn't take much at all. And also, like we're talking about a four year, we're talking about thirteen. Like who? First of all, who cares about PG thirteen? They let eight year olds see it. No, so, they're cutting I mean, out everyone PG-13 under thirteen. Came about in the eighties. I mean, yeah, and then, PG, but, and then people under under seventeen can see R. So we're really talking about like a four year gray area. I don't know. It's it feels stupid to even break it down because I think it's a disingenuous complaint in the first place. I have more of concern, and I wonder if you guys do it all, um, too, in that this is footage he shot in 2016. And just the idea of a comic book movie and the tone of comic book movies has evolved um, a pretty decent amount in the past. Listen, five years. listen, Hogan. listen. Hogan. He, no, 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 no. To watch me. He, his, his BBS <laughs> film could have come out right now, and it mm. still would be fucking top-tier comic book. Mm. Oh, no one has touched that. So what I'm going off, and I've said this numerous times, and guess what? Zach even proved it, that he was shooting his version of his own film, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he was shooting another version for the studio execs. He didn't give a fuck at that point, because at the end of the day, he was like, if this is my last one, I'm going out with a fucking blaze of glory. I don't give a fuck. In the chat, uh, Paul Smith says, Joel Silver said the Matrix was rated R due to kicks to the head. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) That must be where I got it from. There you go. Sean, I got a a question for you, Sean. I I was... Because... I I really got engaged with your release of Snyder Cut videos over on Cinema Blend, especially when you brought in Hannah, because I thought she definitely adds a completely different dimension and perspective to those videos. And I've been curious about what has the process been like partnering with Hannah, not just behind the scenes doing the video editing, but actually as an on-camera personality for that series. She has always been an incredibly gifted editor and would be very content being a behind-the-scenes person making all of those video packages the best they could possibly be. Um, In Hannah's perfect world, it would be me on screen uh, and her (laughs) chopping it up behind the scenes. Um, But I drag her on screen because I tell her she's great. Like I legitimately think she's compelling on screen and she's super interesting. And so in order to get up to speed on this, um, on the Snyder Cut in general, because we had decided we were going to make this into a weekly series, she took the time to plunge into the material because she was not a a fan of it. You know, I'm not saying she didn't like it. She just never watched it at all. So she started with Man of Steel. She watched BVS Theatrical. She watched BVS Ultimate Edition and realized how different it was. Um, and then she's been through Justice League Theatrical multiple times. And she is all in. Now. That's like cool that she point. watched the... Th- I would no- not normally recommend that someone watch the theatrical, but given the nature of what she's doing, yeah, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it's really cool to be able to see the difference there. and Because st- I, th- I feel like if you watch the Ultimate and then you watch the theatrical, you'd fill in those blanks yourself and be like, oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. But, like, but not knowing the bullet plot, not knowing like all this stuff Mm -hmm. and then having it filled in would be like, Oh, that is actually, that makes sense. And part of this, the, the, the joy of that series is seeing how invested she has become, Mm -hmm. you know, because she's legitimately become somebody who had zero knowledge. um, And really this was a job, you know, an assignment to work with me. Mm -hmm. um, And now it's become something that she's, she comes up with the ideas every single week, like what we're going to talk about. 
and she'll pitch like okay. three ideas um, at me and I'll sort of pick like which one I think is a really good one to go with. This week we did scenes we're most looking forward to, but the two of us went back and forth on the ones that we wanted to pick. Um, she's all in, she's all in and it's, it's phenomenal. And so, uh, yeah, that's been, that's been super rewarding because, um, well, it, she, she looks genuine. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, mm-hmm. look, yeah, it's not, it fake. doesn't, it, yeah. not it doesn't look fake like mm-hmm. at all. And um, that's, that's the, the nice thing about it. Well, it's funny that you, you would say that about, um, getting more invested going, going into it. Cause I was just today re-listening to the, um, to parts of the screen rant editors, um, total geek all, um podcast it used to be sr underground now it's total geek all and they did the um the bvs reviews that would be rob keys ben kendrick uh andrew dice kofi outlaw and, and hannah shaw williams um and they were one of the only ones at the time that w- they were all like yeah this is it's got issues i mean they talked about the issues with it but they were like genuinely positive and they were like why is this so negative and it was really interesting that um one of the things that stood out to me and i think kofi and 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 ben but i think they all kind of commented on to some extent was look at how this builds on man of steel and changes the way we see man of steel. And, 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 and they were saying, look, you, you, you know, this stuff, the things that people are complaining about this with, with this movie are going to be fixed in justice league. That's the way these franchises work now. Mm-hmm. And they'd say like the nightmare for anyone who was hesitant about the nightmare or confused about the nightmare or didn't know what was going on. Okay. Just hold your breath. You're going to find it. They even said it. Um, one thing that people don't talk about often that I think is cool is imagine seeing Flash jump through that hole from the other side and seeing Bruce through the portal at his desk mm. um, or, or, you know, stuff like that. And um, and it's and it was so funny listening to them, to them say that in a recording from 2016 and thinking, wow, look at we're we're five years later now and deprived of that that is what they were deprived of and and and, and bvs had the staying power that uh, bvs is really the reason the snyder cut mo- movement exists um and mm-hmm. because because they loved and defended that and so so to, to see them say and I, and I think i agree with that a lot of the things people complain about is the, the type of stuff that justice league now is going to be like okay here's what batman's arc and bvs resulted in here's here's why superman's death was needed to happen and be you know all that kind of stuff all the payoff to the setup in BVS was totally scuttled in Justice League. Superman coming back, not worth it. So therefore, the death in BVS mm-hmm. for a lot of people, not worth it. And and it got mm-hmm. me really, really excited to think about, man, there's so many people now who, A, are going to be rewatching BVS possibly for the first time in the next six weeks. But B, all these people, a lot of like a lot of people, their impression of Man of Steel improved after seeing BVS. I'm so excited for, hopefully people watching justice league and being like, wow, Superman's death means so much more to me. Now I didn't get it. Now I get it. Or man, I hated how brutal Batman is, but they really drove home how lost he was and how he was redeemed. And, and it's, it's so exciting to know, like, and then looking forward to how he's going to be in justice league dealing with Clark's death. Like, Hey, fuck, I fucked up. I I, I messed up. Now I gotta deal with it. Now I gotta be like, I gotta, get back to where I was. I got to put this team together. Who's the real dirty deed to me. The more I think about it is obviously losing justice league in and of itself is just tragic and and horrible and, and, and a dirty thing to do to a filmmaker like Zach. But on top of that, the, um, the exoneration for the things that he was criticizing for in BVS was also going to come from that. And so not only does he not get his Justice League movie out, but the criticisms from BVS that would have been resolved for some people were still left hanging or compounded by the changes Whedon made. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a crazy angle that I don't think is talked about as often. 
do you guys think the photo that Zach just put out of of Batman and the Nightmare scene is him approaching Joker? I think so. Yes. I think so. Yes. At the end of that long hallway is where Joker is. Yeah. Yes, I think I think that's where we get that scene. That's where we get that f bomb. It's going to be a fucking glorious. I, I mean, I'm hoping it's like to the level of the fucking interrogation scene in Dark Knight with uh, oh. Batman and Joker. I, I mean, who knows if it is? I just want that so badly with Leto and Affleck. Like, is that. it Arkham? And I, it's not Arkham, right? I mean, it, okay. listen, Maybe this is Nightmare Arkham. here's could listen, be nice. this is, be pretty sweet. This is this is what I'm thinking slash I've heard semi heard is that. Joker is the warden of Nightmare Arkham and he's wearing a police like kind of get up <laughs> and uh, and and that's he he's the arms dealer of that world so Batman has to get to him to like do I don't know what he does but like I'm interested to see like we know for a fact that like in in the if we think about it from this point of view right when we saw the nightmare the first time it was when um you know, Bruce is getting the information. He's unlocking. He's doing the leash. And so that was a pivotal moment to actually go in time and point in time because that was like right when he was discovering the league. So I'm going this this nightmare scene has got to be pivotal. So something has got to happen when Cyborg plugs in to the ship, not mm. just the nightmare, but something something else. And so I'm curious to go. But why wouldn't why would Cyborg see Batman meeting Joker flashes well, using the speed force. Well, but also the uh, well, yeah. we, you remember what Zach said on Dave's stream about the fact that part of the backstory that he's envisioned is that Joker's the one who steals the mother box so they can build yeah. the cosmic yeah. treadmill. All right, so, right. so I'm I'm curious whether do we get set up for that backstory in that nightmare scene, like he like this is joker giving him the mother box or is this him kind of yeah. hiring joker to go steal the mother box i would be because you get the sense that because this is the new this is the new stuff this is the, the new, new this is the oh yeah, no, yeah. The new time but this is the additional photography this is the scene that that zach shot specifically mm -hmm. now that hbo max well, kind of gave him and, and, gave and him Mira, the brain yeah we got you gotta, it you, you gotta remember mira's there too yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, if it's Arkham, oh, right. Wait, what so I'm wondering is Ezra. He directed Ezra when he yeah. was on Fantastic Beast set, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. Flash is there too. Wow. Yeah. If it's Nightmare Arkham, I'm I'm wondering. Um, like it, that photo looks like a set photo. Um, yeah. and with All the right. blank walls, it could be it, cool with it. blank walls. It's a really surreal kind of dreamy look to have the walls blank. But also, I was thinking about it and realized if they wanted to have him like walking the halls of Arkham it, and they're doing this in additional photography and don't have the money to go to, to be on set or build an Arkham set. Um, it's just to do it on a, on a blank wall and just insert the cells, yeah. digitally, which they can do easily. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then oh, man. And, and post and think about your hiding spoilers. Then also think about hypothetically, if that wall is lined with cells, who and oh, what is in all those? And you know, actually, an additional good thing, thing like sitting down right now. Like, this oh, was hey, yeah. you would love Zach would love to be like, oh hey, you know that four extra minutes that I shot Warner Brothers? Yeah, mm. there's Penguin, there's Two Face. There's, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think he so oh, specifically handpicks what he shares too, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. you know he's got like you know something up his sleeve to say like. 
oh, remember that Batman shot I showed you? And it was over his shoulder. And that was a little bit strange. I showed you his back, right? But really what you should have been looking at was the walls because I'm going to fill them yeah. with cells. Oh, my Arkham. God. Can you imagine that? It's Nightmare in Darkham. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. I'm going to have right. a great game tonight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that's yeah. and that's what's so cool about it because it's like so – it's it. When you think about Justice League, the theatrical cut, and we can harp on it all we want, but I mean, talk about not connecting to BVS, period, like right. at all to the fucking max. They were like, nope, I, we can't have anything. The only thing we can have that can connect BVS <laughs> to Justice League. <laughs> yes, that's it. That was literally, they were like, look, we don't want anything to do with that film. But <laughs> Josh and Jeff came up with a brilliant idea. You remember that line? When Batman was literally approaching <laughs> Superman and he was fucking dead set and he said, do you bleed? This Superman, even though he can't remember anything or anybody, even though he can't even remember Batman. Not at all, but he goes, do you He's going to He's going to remember that fucking line. Oh, you know what? That struck him really hurt. He, he was really hurt at that point. So let's go ahead and write that. I and don't. that's the only, yeah. I don't. The only I don't line. not. <laughs> I don't, I don't like you am, guys. Yeah, I, Why are you making yeah. me re relive? I, know. I just watched Sorry, it like three I, weeks ago. Okay, I don't. I don't. Like shot. I don't uh, but 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 seriously, <laughs> if I would have if I was answering the uh, what am I looking forward to? It is definitely by all fucking means the history lesson, and you know why? Because guess what? I we know the violence is going to be in this movie, right? But you oh, know where the violence is going to shine in this fucking movie? Uh, when they didn't have guns. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. history lesson. When we're seeing fucking the king, the, the Atlantean king fucking stab people with his tribe. Well, we've seen the, the stunt viz. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they animated well, and also, all sorts of blood yeah, into that. Animated the blood yeah. all over that place. And, yeah, because they stabbed the head. Well, those are all Zeus, the guys they did 300 with, so I'm sure they're like, yeah, yeah let's, let's do Zeus, it. Zeus is using his lightning to fucking go through like eight fucking parademons. You know what I mean? Like, dude, we're going to see some classic gold shit that I don't even, like, I don't think, and, and you remember, Fabian Wagner said this on the real emotion. If you remember, oh wait, no, he didn't. <clears throat> Damn it! <laughs> no, <laughs> he said it on Justice Gone. <laughs> but either way, I'm so I'm so plugging. wrong. But Plug he said, Khan. yeah, Justice Gone coming yeah, out. Fuck that guy. The, later on, yeah, fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> fuck Fabian Wagner. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, no, no, he said. Everybody got that. Listen, he he. I had asked him. I'd asked him. Hey, was the history lesson more akin to Lord of the Rings? And he said, actually, it was more or less like three hundred. And I, that I, shocked yeah. me. And I was like, Hand holy combat. shit! Yes. So three hundred violence. Well, history lesson. I don't, I don't think it'll I'm be as. Gonna... I don't think it'll be as gruesome as that. I mean, but it's gonna be. It, it, it'll probably be well, close. I don't know. You you remember hearing about the parademon, the uh, the one of the Amazonians? She gets turned into a parademon. She kills herself. Mm. You not remember that? You yeah. don't remember that story? Lesson? Oh, no, that I, sounds I, I, in the history lesson. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's like literally it happens in the history lesson where there's an Amazonian that's getting turned into a parademon, and she knows she's getting turned into a parademon, so she offs herself. Okay, well, let's just jump to nightmare for one second again, too, because it Ugh. watching the rewatching the BVS one this week um, made me try to anticipate like the types of things that we'll see in Justice League Nightmare. Um, do you think Henry shot Superman stuff back in the day that, that will be included? Superman will be in the nightmare sequence? Well, the only I... nightmare we have confirmed is we, we know, well, we know that he shot Henry was not on set when they did the reshoots, which is right. nightmare. And the nightmare that we, the only other nightmare we have 
we know of for a fact is um cyborg nightmare mm-hmm, which yeah. has the dark side vision in it and the hall of justice um shot and okay. all of that so i don't I don't I mean, know. Could he have shot stuff back in the day? I think so. Well, obviously they shot up. something back in the day. Well, yeah. but also keep in mind, could he have shot the lowest death scene? I think he did now. I'm going. Oh, no, no, not that. I'm, I'm bringing it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> bring it back. Well, some well, Mask of Shy brought it up too. It's like he yeah. said to ask Sean, "Do you think that they, they shot the the lowest dying scene?" I don't know. No, <laughs> I don't think so. I still go back to I still go back to Pasadena so. where he said they. He said there that they didn't do. They well, you didn't know what? The scary you know, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know why he said that? Because he had no deal, dude. You know what he did? Was he was playing? Like, listen, I'm thinking of like him. Imagine you're trying to sell your idea of, of getting this this film greenlit again, right? You're going, yeah. You know what? There was a scary idea. We didn't really film it. Whatever. So it's not even there. Does it's not even in the. You know, they're not going through the dailies or any of that. And so he's going, <clears throat> all right, yeah, f- cool. Like he doesn't know if he's going to get to talk to these executives again, right? And all of a sudden, he gets the opportunity to talk to the executives. Uh, meanwhile, he knows he shot that scene. So he's just go, going. Well, yeah. The only uh, things that he going strictly by the things that he's absolutely confirmed about it was at SnyderCon in Pasadena. He said, um, "We rewrote it, and most of it was the same. We shot, we shot all of it. Or the the only thing we didn't shoot. He specified the only thing we didn't shoot was the scary idea, which was." Mm-hmm. Lois dying, um, yeah. being killed by Darkseid. Um, and then on Dave's interview with him, I think it was, um, might have been with Chris. I'm pretty sure it was with Dave. He said um, the version of the script that he is returning it to is the one that they did, the script that they used that during was on Chris That was on Chris's show. Oh, that was on Chris's show. Okay, so he Chris, 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 Chris uh, Longswenson, who's on a date with his wife. Congratulations, yeah. Chris. Yes, yeah, nice. yeah. Ping pong flicks, subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll throw out that when I when I mentioned to Amy Adams that that I had done this book, and she said something that I found really interesting, which was she knows what was in the script, um, and she is wondering if they're going to, you know, she's glad that Zach is going to be able to restore, <clears throat> and she wonders if they're going to be able to expand the world a bit, is what she said, mm-hmm. um, and she was being very diplomatic. But maybe mm-hmm. she knows that in the original script, she had a death scene. She yeah. has been very quiet mm-hmm. uh, during mm-hmm. all this. I, I, I remember your Hillbilly Elegy interview was like the first time I can even think like in the last three years of her talking about this, talking about mm-hmm. it all. And I know that there are some very passionate Lois Lane, Amy Adams fans out there. Who Somewhere feel like out there one particular? <laughs> no, actually, I'm not even talking. I'm not even talking about who you think I'm talking about. I, I shout out to Rebecca Johnson of Supergirl Radio. Um, Ooh, Eric's gonna be mad. Nice. Oh, Eric can get mad. <laughs> I'm gonna give Rebecca some love, okay? Because Rebecca puts in the work. Um, because she also inter- she also got to interview Sean at the flight at the Flash podcast uh, on YouTube. Uh, but you know, th- people don't talk about Lois Lane and Amy Adams a whole lot, which is weird because we all know how important she is to the overall arc of the story. But I think it's also been kind of aided on by the fact that Amy Adams has just been very, been been very quiet this whole time. She, she had a, she had a bad experience with um, what's his name? David O'Russell on Mm -hmm. uh, American hustle. Like I didn't know that. 
I had no idea. And I love her in that film, but oh. she had a bad experience uh, on it. And she's, she like, she never talks about it. So I don't, I mean, I don't think she, when she, I don't think she likes to be controversial. When she opened up about Zach and being so excited that he was getting to get his vision back, like just the way that she talked about him in that very brief amount of time reminded me like, Oh shit. Yeah. You've been there since day one, you know, mm-hmm. like, yes. yeah. like you oh, are geez. just as integral to this, you know? And, and whenever we talk about all the people who are involved in the vision, we do overlook her. And I think that that's kind of crazy because she is super important to not just the story, but to Zach's um, his process, the way that he's been getting into all of this stuff. Lois mm-hmm. is the key. I mean, that, that's yeah. Yeah. reason. Yeah. She's the key. She's not the, which, that's that's the the reason why we get to Nightmare World and and Justice League Two because mm-hmm. Lois dies. That's the whole, that's the whole reason why she was going to well, die in the original one. Speaking so. of the Justice or the BVS theatrical versus Ultimate Cut, that's the biggest like injustice of that whole thing was they they snipped they out her out. Um, this well they snipped well specifically a lot of her the Star Labs scene yeah. and um her going to the apartment and the apartment Wallace and, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And a couple others. And um, and like the cumulative effect of that is that the bullet plot doesn't make any sense. And so mm-hmm. it looks like what Lois is just doing. It, it looks like they gave her a, a wild goose chase female mm-hmm. side character. We need something to do with her plot. When actually, yeah. when you she watch the opening cut, it's like, oh, no, she well, then there was everything a, revolves around her. She's the only person that connects. There was Bruce a lot of people and, that were like, how did Superman um, not see Clark the bomb? Lex. Yeah, how yeah. did Superman mm-hmm. not see the bomb? And there's a scene where she talks to what's her name and goes, Oh, it was surrounded by lead. He couldn't see it. Like mm-hmm. she knew that he couldn't see through lead. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, there you go. There's that answer. I was like, there's so many times when I when I first watched the ultimate, I was like, like rubbing my eyes, like, how did you guys like <laughs> even like yeah. down to the fucking security footage of Batman just dropping down and bringing <laughs> up a guy that like looks or I'm yeah. like, why would you even get rid of that? Like, right. like, I don't even understand that. That's so fucking awesome. That is like the best thing I've ever seen in my life as a Batman <laughs> fan. And like, they got rid of that. That was like literally like a second and like 1.6 seconds of like footage. Like, why would you do that? Maybe it's technically a kick to the top of the head. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what it was. They're like, oh, that, that, that brings to the R rated right now. Uh, <laughs> Sean, well, Sean, I got a question. I got a question because I'm kind of curious just because since you're. Have you heard anything or if you heard any rumblings? Because I know a question that some of us have started to ask with, okay, we know the date. We know it's March 18th, hmm. but it's an HBO Max release. Do we have any indication about a release time of when this is coming out? Because several of us need to make plans. <laughs> Just saying. I have heard nothing, but I'm going to assume that it's going to be a – Disney Plus type drop, which means midnight, midnight. PST. Yeah. Midnight oh my Pacific. God. Midnight. Yeah. My God. I think it's midnight PST. Oh man. I'll be setting an alarm. That's all oh, I gotta my say. God. Although it's it's unfortunately it's the cleanest time to drop it. I mean, it really yeah. like you can't pick like 2 p.m. EST. Like everyone's gonna be all like, what are we doing here? No, but um, at the same time, the only the only thing I'll I, I I probably side with you, but like to be a little bit devil's advocate, but also to kind of open my mind on it a little bit. This is very different than any other HBO Max release oh, or anything else, and so I can sure. almost see them simulating a like, um, 8 like 
<laughs> well, like when? What's the normal time of like a well, Wonder Eastern, when, when did, when like did five p.m. Eastern? Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman dropped, dropped noon Eastern, yeah, okay. which so, was eleven Central for me, which correct. would have which would have mimicked probably the first because that was a day and date with theatrical that mm. would have mimicked the first time that a theater screening would have been occurring that day. But it was Christmas Day though. But Chris, but even with Christmas Day movies open mm-hmm. that early oh yeah so, so they know that it's going to generate buzz and so i feel like they're like not that wandavision and mandalorian don't generate buzz but i feel like they're going to want to drop it at whatever whenever they know it's going to trend the best mm-hmm. basically it's going to trend all weekend yeah regardless yeah, we're people will be chatting it up yeah. Well, well I, I hope and I'm I, curious, as as a, as a Marvel fan, I mean, how do you, I mean, do you even think that even with it going up against, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, uh, releasing the next day, and and because it, I'm I'm just generally curious because WandaVision I've been very excited about Falcon and Winter Soldier personally for me doesn't have that doesn't have that juice. doesn't have that lure yeah. doesn't have that allure for me, but I'm curious about you, Sean, because you're more invested. Mm. What are what's your <laughs> thoughts on that? My concern is that I want the the most optimal viewing experience. Um, I wouldn't start watching it in the middle of the day if only because the biggest TV I have is in a room that's flooded with light, and I can't <laughs> I can't darken it enough. That's so I'm about. essentially going to have to wait till the evening um, because and and I don't think it's the type of movie that you can get. Well, I guess you can get spoiled on it, but it's still it's the experience of watching it from start to finish. So whenever it drops, I'm envisioning like a seven o'clock start. You know, I'm just going to wait. That's what I was thinking. I was like an eight o'clock, you know, Eastern time. Maybe there'll be something like that. And I'm like, it's good for me because that'll be five o'clock for me. And I'm like, plenty of time. Yeah, I'm concerned about that because I'm going to dictate when I start it myself. Basically, Mm -hmm. if only because... But it's going to get announced. It's going to get It'll get announced. Like Snyder will announce it. Something will be announced beforehand. Yeah. Well, well, but also, I, I, IMDb has it as two episodes, so I don't. I'm confused. Maybe that, they're gonna try to. I remember you uh, brought that up. That was yeah, pretty interesting just, to me too. Yeah, yeah I know, I'm. I'm just saying. But, what if they announced it that week? So all it says is streaming. It doesn't say see the full film. You know, on the 18th. I'm thinking if they were to do it, like if this is their um, consolation of okay, well, it wasn't a four weeks, but we'll give you two weeks. Mm, whatever. Is, you know what I mean? Midway point cliffhanger. Exactly. Mm. So it's like, I mean, I've estimated, I mean, I don't know, but I'm, yeah. I'm putting together the series of events. If they end it, like after Superman comes back and it's like, Oh wait, no, but he's bad. And then they're like, yeah. find out what happens next week. Right. Yeah. I know. Like, what if they, what if they found some, like, you know, a little loophole that like, like put it in two parts. I mean, yeah. What if the last it's, it's... line before it breaks is Ezra goes pet cemetery. But Sean, I, I get it. I got to ask you, Sean, just no, in, no, case, no. in case you ever talk to Tarantino again, because it's oh. a bit I'm, like, I know you're a big Tarantino fan. Like I am. I need you to fucking talk to him about what his thoughts are about this whole debacle of, of, <laughs> of not only the Snyder cut, what he thinks about Zack Snyder as a filmmaker, but also mm-hmm. what would happen if he was in this situation, like how he would treat it. Because mm-hmm. like, as if, as of anybody, like I've never had a, a situation where I've, I felt like a Tarantino film was like chopped up because of studio execs, right? Yeah. No, like, he would never. And, 
And I think it's right. also because the lack of understanding about exactly what even happened. You saw like James Mangold, for example, was like, yeah. eh, you never get your cut out there anyway. Like, yeah. you know, and it's like, it's like, I love James <laughs> Mangold, but that's not what we're talking about. I mean, he wasn't being malicious. He just, he's like, as he a director, as a director, yeah. he's like, look, this is just, even your director's cut is kind of, you know, a compromised. Yeah. Compromised. So, yeah. It so and that's why if I'm I saying like a chance to talk to Quentin again. I would <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, like, please do. That would be that would be that like literally. I just want to know what his thoughts are about Zach as a filmmaker. Like, because that would be interesting to me. Because I'll tell you this: I guarantee he has them because he oh, has I'm sure. about everything. There's no way that he didn't yeah. hasn't seen a, a Zach. Film. I mean, he's I already know. he commented on Joker this week. Yeah. I know yeah. he did. Yeah, I know. That was random. That was random. Yeah. yeah. As I'm saying, like he loved it, but I'm like, I know, but what do you, like what do you, what does he think about? what is happening with this film? Cause I mean, you, you can just imagine somebody that is specifically, you know, uh, such a film fan. Like I yeah. know he sees so many films mm-hmm. for him to go. Oh, he sees them all. Dude, yeah. For, for it, I like, I almost wonder like, did he even attempt to see um, just, like imagine Tarantino? Well, who watching the, uh, who <laughs> like, is it that publishes that has like a, um, um, a letterbox. Um, there's a director that has uh, or, or a writer. Um. Oh man, I'll have to look it up. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those. It's one of the directors who like they get coverage for like their yearly letterbox. They like every single thing they watch. They they rank. They don't say anything. They just like give it a star score. And I was like, oh, that's curious. And so I started <laughs> sorting through to see what they thought about everything, and and got really curious when I saw like no, like Zach films were on there. And I went all the way back and like not a single. And even he sees every single DCEU movie, but skipped over. Uh, he saw. <laughs> Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman, but not BVS, and not even Justice League. And I was like, that's curious. Um, that's yeah. uh, uh, Sean, I'm Soderberg. I think it's Soderberg because I saw your video about criticizing the marketing, and I, I, I'm curious now within the film journalism community, what is what is the discussion? What is the conversation? regarding this film now that in some ways we can say with the posters dropping a week ago that marketing has kicked off like is people are people aware is there conversation like i'm I'm just kind of curious like in the professional circles what's it what are you hearing it's all over the board um i hear people who talk about the fact that they um, still plan to go into it with an open mind the way that they would approach any film. Um, I hear people who talk about the fact that they just want it to be out so that we can move move on. You know, <laughs> They're tired of hearing about it. The amount of that's heard what's about gonna, it. exactly what's going to happen when it comes out. Is yeah. People are just going to be like, oh, we're done talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now that that's over. <laughs> I do hear certain people talking about um, the curiosity factor of how it's going to they're still trying to figure out if whether it's better episodically or whether it's better as a four hour cut. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, honestly, opinions seem to be all over the board and it's, it's Zach is just a polarizing filmmaker. He's just, there's no way around it. Like you, you don't get a bad, there's no one who's just like, man, eh, he's pretty good. You know, it's either <laughs> super far this way or, or, or super far that way. And, um, I, but I do think the majority of the people who I speak to, legitimately are going into it with um, a curiosity factor of saying uh, we definitely want to see what it is. And there have been plenty of conversations leading up to all of this with people who I trust who said like the worst possible thing that could happen for that movie is that it gets released. 
because the version in your head is so much better than like I can't imagine the expectation, you know, that's oh, yeah. on. Yeah, but here, here's and here's here's the worst thing that can happen. Sam Benjamin. Guess what? <laughs> no, no, no. This is the worst thing that can happen. Charlie Hunnam, will it be Green Arrow? No, 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 no. <laughs> even he, he, I don't know. No, this is this is worse. The worst thing that's gonna happen to this film has already happened. It's about to come out, and you know what everybody's gonna be watching? They're gonna go, wait, what why did what what did they do in 2017? Why did the fuck did they even replace this film? Like right. regardless of how long it is, they're gonna look at this film as far as a Justice League film, and they're gonna go, This is so much better than what happened in 2017. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. who was the incompetent person and, that was running this? Oh, yeah, and that's not even Toby, better or worse. Toby Emmerich goes, Yeah, not yeah. even like a like a better or worse like from a quality perspective. Yeah, but obviously it's, it's a factor, but also just strictly. Oh, hey, the lighting yeah. actually matches yep. on these edits. Like yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that you fundamental can't... like amateur yeah. hour, simple uh, stuff. You even use that word, I think. You say amateur yeah. hour in the in the book when you're describing the <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. insane, and like it's it's one of those like what do you you can't put the the rabbit back in the hat or whatever. Of mm. I think people. The toothpaste back in the tube. I'm like, yeah. I'm trying to understand the metaphor you're making here, Stephen. Uh, well, uh, once you, once once it's out there, because there's so like many you, you don't go back because they there's a lot of people that because of how polarizing or negative they are in Zack Snyder, a lot of the criticisms you see is stuff like, oh, well, it's filmmaking 101 that you know you have to have establishing <laughs> shots or you know whatever this like the the word of the week is um, shot oh. reverse shot and yeah, there you go. plant payoff. <laughs> And, um, and, and, and that was my favorite thing about the BVS. The cycle afterwards was every week there was a new, here's the reason BVS is bad. It's because of the editing. And the next week, like, actually, no, it's because there's no establishing shots. Mm-hmm. And then the next week it was no, like, there's oh, no, no, there's no, yeah, there's no titles to tell you where you're at or what time frame you're at. And, it's like, and, 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 it, and it was just hilarious that every week they'd find a new reason that was like, here's the, the intro to filmmaking chapter that explains why BVS was bad. And it's like, or maybe you're just struggling to, to process well, something. And instead well, of letting it process, you're trying to apply labels based uh, on your, your film studies book. But the point is the, to finish this toothpaste back in the tube things that actually <laughs> makes sense before I get <laughs> for Scott is, um, is that because those criticisms are so, um, so prolific, of like Zack Snyder doesn't know what he's doing from a filmmaking perspective that you there there is no other way to view this but to say oh because a lot of people hate they're like oh well even Zack Snyder would have had bad color matching or whatever because he doesn't know what he's doing and there's just objectively speaking you'll be able to put two scenes side by side and be like I don't know what director editor I mean, I, I say colorist. I don't mean to. I, I know it was still Stefan that that did it. I'm not. I'm not criticize him, but but like, how, like what combination? You know, they, they all had people that were approving these shots. Like, what producer allowed this? Like, there's so many. Where, where did the buck stop? But I want to yeah. say well, that movie. That's going to be the question. Where did the buck? And the buck stopped with Toby Emmerich, right? And that's where the here. failure is. And um, and then I'm going to bounce, guys, because it's like 115 here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. This is not a movie that I don't think that we can snap judgment on one view, right? Like it's no. just, it's just not. Um, and and all of the discourse that kicks off within the first week, first month, um, 
it's going to have to be absorbed. You know, like it's going to have to be, this is going to be uh, a semester's worth of conversation, you know, like this, there's no other way to, to like, even the people who try to get through it in one sitting, it's going to, it's not going to be enough. And so I don't necessarily, I don't give a shit what the, what the reviews Mm -hmm. of this are, you know, like this is going to be something that we're going to live with. Um, and it's going to fit into the grand pastiche of Man of Steel, BVS Ultimate Edition, and this four-hour cut. We're going to be talking about 10 hours of content, you know, mm-hmm. 10 hours of a story arc um, that to just dismiss it, to, to even positively say like, yes, it's good, or no, it's bad. Like, that's not going to be enough for this. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um, it's- it's going to warrant so much more conversation. Well, well, I will say this, though. In 2016, when all those articles were coming out about, oh, Snyder doesn't know this, Snyder doesn't know that, he doesn't know framing and all that, guess where they were from? <laughs> Screen rant. That's where they were from. No, and so, like, no, listen, they were all that way because guess what? The only ones that weren't that way were written by you and Dice. So that's why I fucking know no. that that's what they were. Okay, but no, wait, wait, wait. But but here's, I'm saying that like, like, like objectively, like that's not the type of headline we even run. I know. Like I'm just. I'm not gonna name it. Listen, name. like that's the headline. I know. That I can name no, the publication that comes from. I know you okay. could, oh, hey. but 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 my point though is that that's th- those are the articles that I remember seeing from Screen Rant. Right? It was like, oh yeah. well, Snyder doesn't know how to to edit and all that stuff. And this time in 2021 they're not going to get away with that shit. And I'm not talking about screening. I'm just talking about in general, those kind of articles, they're not going to have that kind of freedom to, to, to literally do any of that kind of shit, because guess what? We're going to be sitting there commenting. We're going to be writing our own articles. We're going to be doing our own video essays going, you're fucking wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. Let me show you why you're fucking wrong. Well, it's also, gonna it's going to be on a streaming service where no one, besides paying for no. the subscription to the streaming service, it's not like you actually have that, opportunity cost of having to drive to the movie theater and sit through a four-hour movie at a movie theater you, you can you can yeah. watch it at home you can pause it you can break you can do it all in one I mean, look at the way high quality wonder woman 84 gifts were on twitter same day like that's spoilers and i don't want to encourage that but at the same time like you're talking about a snyder movie it's going to be spoiler spoiler central but also you're going to have you're going to have 4k gifts from this movie circulating. And so if there's a Martha, a Martha moment, yeah, sure. That's going to be getting the, the elbows and stuff, but also it's a Snyder movie. There's going to be a lot of, but you know what? Like, Whoa, that's in that movie. What the, like, there will be a lot of moments like that, but I guarantee you Zach's optimal viewing is not at home where the disruptions can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we talked to Pete doctor, uh, the director of soul, and he was lamenting the fact that, Soul is the first Pixar film to not get a theatrical release. Yeah. And, and oh, it's a wonderful great. movie. So great. It's amazing. But he talked about, like, he goes, I just know that, like, some people are going to have it on their iPad as they're starting to cook dinner, you know, and that's how they're starting to watch it. And no filmmaker wants that. And no filmmaker wants that for a four-hour cut that they've been working on for three and a half years, you know, four years. Mm-hmm. He yeah. wants you to be in a theater with all of your attention focused at, okay. at the ready. And, and it kills me a little bit that he's not going to get that for everybody you know that there's going to be people who do watch it at home who yes maybe okay you want to pause it to break it up but i can't tell you how I, even in something that i'm loving i pick up my phone you know and i'm just like uh what am i gonna i'm turning my phone off i'm turning my ipad off yeah. i i am doing i mean 
turn Sean, everything. I'm not lying. I literally, the more at 7.30 in the morning was when the date was announced. I walked into work. I clocked in. <laughs> I I took a sick day. Yeah. I, I am like, I, no, don't even bother me. Yeah. On the 18th. Yeah, I know. That's fair. I'm done. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, boys, I'm going to bounce. Well, okay, well, yeah. Sean, Sean, but but can I, can we just get one fan question in yeah. just uh, before? Yeah, because I had a couple of them, and uh, of you know, I mean, frankly, some these guys just don't shut the fuck up. I mean, that's just the way it is, you know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. But I just wanted to get one. Uh, somebody who submitted a fan question who has not before. It's Anthony. He had a question for Sean, and of course, uh, all of us. So here we go. Boys, how are we doing? Uh, Sean, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Been loving your weekly series that you've been doing on YouTube. It's been keeping our, our feet wet until the 18th. Mate, just two real quick questions. Um, from Sydney, Australia, as you know, there's no HBO Max available here as of yet. Um, cinemas are open. What's your inclination as to how global release will go? Am I going to have to get an American account, get a VPN, watch it like that? What time are we thinking? Um, and also, just in terms of a Superman solo movie with Henry Cavill, uh, as you know, last time we saw him, he was in a coffin, and we got the threat of Darkseid looming. Um, what's what possible story could we tell, or could they tell, um, to warrant and do justice to a, a sequel? Um, we've waited this long. Um, is it going to have to be a self-contained story within that time period, or you know, how would you go about that? You still have to address the fact that uh, Clark Kent was dead at the end of uh, BVS, so. Yeah, just a thought. What do you think, boys? All the best. Yeah, yeah, first again. off, first <laughs> off, literally, dude, that focus. Holy dude, yeah, that is amazing. Anthony, Anthony, I wonder what he has. The best yeah. quality video shit. ever submitted. When I saw that, I was like, holy shit. Look yeah, Neil, Neil, the gauntlet has been thrown. Yeah, dude, <laughs> everybody, else, everybody else is in portrait mode, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel bad, dude. Listen, I, I got a fucking door by me. I feel <laughs> no, fucking horrible exactly. right now. I'm, all right, all right. Let 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 let's let Sean answer. I thought that Zach had said something, or at least they keep hinting at the fact that they they know they are aware of how global his fan base is, and they know that it's not fair to anybody um, to have it screening in a particular market territory and not be available to as many people physically as they can. And, and I guarantee you right now, they are working behind the scenes to try to get it available uh, through so many different, and uh, Dave and I were talking about this earlier, it's just like the, the amount of red tape and the amount of coordination that has to go into getting this movie uh, available to everybody. And so all I can say, uh, my friend, is is you know stay tuned and and pay attention to where it could potentially screen. If theaters are open, I think you have a pretty good shot of it maybe getting some type of a theatrical run um, in there. It sounds like HBO Max is a little bit open to letting that happen, especially in places where they're not available. Because um, as we talked about at the very early part of this stream, Zach's audience is worldwide, and I know he knows how long everybody has been waiting to see this. And there's no way that he wants you to watch um, a pirated version, you know, yeah. a poor quality version. I guarantee one of the hardest things he's working on right now, now that it's finished, is making sure that he can get in front of as many of his fans as possible. Indeed, indeed. And then, like, what 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 would be the ideal Superman uh, sequel for you, John? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because none of Superman's villains, now that they've done sort of Death of Superman and Doomsday, um, his villains don't move the needle for me all that well. Um, the way that like Batman has such an amazing rogues gallery. Um, I do think that Henry has been jobbed a little bit with, you know, for Man of Steel, he had to be like at odds with his power. Like, is he going to finally become Superman? He finally becomes Superman at the end of the movie. In BVS, he has to share it. It's not like a traditional Man of Steel sequel. It becomes an extension of the world. And yeah. I would like to have him have another standalone film. Um, Brainiac's a great example. Of course. Uh, Brainiac, yeah. Metallo, you know, there's all now. I just don't know, like, it doesn't feel like Zach would take a swing at those characters, you know? Like, he seems to think so much bigger. Um, and those seem, like, kind of kitschy. Uh, like, there's a reason everybody uses Lex Luthor over <laughs> and over and over again. He's the most compelling Superman villain to me. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I would just, like, I would like a, a Superman-focused individual story again. And I hope that Henry gets a chance to do that. However, I don't mind if the way that they figure out how to continue him is to bring him into the Black Adam franchise. Like, yeah. that's okay with me. I think I'm that would be fine as well, too. Yeah. Good with that, too. All right. Well, I mean, you have to take off, Sean. I appreciate you uh, coming in, man. I mean, as, I, as always, always a good time. You know, I'm glad you uh, stopped by and had a drink with us and everything. And uh, like I said, if you guys want to get his book, the link is provided down below. And uh, I'll share the screen right here just to show everybody because look at that beautiful cover and everything like mm -hmm. that. The, the crazy true story behind the fight that saved Zack Snyder's Justice League. Gotta love it. Paperback and Kindle. So do all that. And then uh, go ahead and promote yourself, Sean, before you leave. No, I'm plugging is gross. I had a great time <laughs> with you guys. You guys are amazing. Thank you for having me. Hopefully I'll get to come back sometime. And, oh, uh, for sure, dude. Good talking to all you Doors guys. Doors always open, man. Doors always open. We appreciate it. We all enjoyed the book, and uh, we'll take it Tarantino. easy. Tarantino. Tarantino. <laughs> Get him on there and ask him, dude. Thank you, boys. I appreciate everything you've done for me. All right, man. Take it easy. All right.